This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder James Boyd came to give him life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation We got the power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. This week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd, and I am going to be throwing this to Rich while I finish dinner. So I'm going to be talking and putting it on mute between eating his barbecue chicken while he also talks to Rich. What's going on, mute? A, a true Beyonce fan putting it on mute right now. Um. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. I'll give you that one. That's a good one. Back to mute. But uh, yeah, man, I'm chilling. Um. You know, uh, I was traveling this weekend more, more out of town, rich, uh, you know, been, been on the go, been, been driving around, been flying around and more of that to come and all that. But, um, we had a pretty big show in wrestling, of course, uh, AW wrestle dream. There was also Susan Suzuki, uh, wrapping up the, her win in the five-star grand prix. Dame Lillard traded to the bucks. Shockingly, uh, Jay Cargill had to WWE, of course, Edge coming into AEW with his debut and after the main event at Russell Dream. Uh, <coughs> a lot of stuff going on. Um, and here to really tackle it all, really. Um, uh, James is enjoying a meal right now. So, where do you want to start? I know you're feeling your ass off. You're just you're just like, hey, I'm just gonna like until James can come back on the mic for between bites of this barbecue chicken. <laughs> yeah, but like, what, where do you want to start? Um, I I kind of want to do the other stuff. I think we got to start with Dame Lillard. Okay. Uh, getting 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 shipped out, out to Milwaukee. Um, so he goes from Portland, and you know, obviously he's had these these people held up, uh, and saying, yeah, I'm trying to go to Miami. Yeah, I want I want to do the Will Smith video. You know, I want to get jiggy with it. You know, he, he wants to go down there, and apparently, he wants to get weighed by Pat Riley once a week for for whatever reason. I I, I don't want that white man weighing me. Um, but you know, they were like, "Nah, we're not doing that. <laughs> we are going to build in the best interests of Portland Trailblazers," and they shipped this man to Milwaukee. For a like concoction of things that ended up coming back to them in two separate trades, <clears throat> I think they did about as good as they could. Ended up kind of with DeAndre Ayton as their uh, kind of prize prize possession off this uh, deal. They they did trade Drew Holiday away, 
um, to the Celtics, which is probably pretty interesting for a lot of reasons. Um, they, you know, first thing I'm thinking is Dame and Giannis together. This is team fuck the world, baby. Where can they bring Taz there with them? You know, I know Taz wears a different color than these guys, but this is really <coughs> team fuck the world. These are two guys that want to do things the hard way, the old school way, the the competitive way, and they end up together. And, um, you know, Giannis does, does this thing where he's like, hey, man, you know, I might have to bust off, you know, if, if y'all don't you know, get this shit right. And then right. they were like, they were like, they got their back straight immediately. They they don't even play with it in Milwaukee. They'd be like, oh, Milwaukee, we, we, this man will leave us. They know who they are. You know, yeah. a lot of futility in those 50 years. Yeah. They don't want to go back so, to that. It's, it's a lot of time. It's, there's a, there was a lot of dead space between uh, Giannis and, and Kareem. There was a lot, a lot. <laughs> um, you know. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm kind of in there with you. Like the first thing I think of is like, wow, Dame is gone after being there for so long. Right. Just, you know, and, um, you know, you just arguments of like where he ranks in, in Blazers history for my, you know, for my lifetime is either him and it's him and, um, in Drexler, right? And I didn't even see much of the Drexler stuff, right? Because I was so young. But yeah, man, just uh, to see, you know, the the kind of standstill for months, whereas like the, the there's only one trade destination, and it felt like you know very similar to a lot of these stars, you know, where it's kind of like I want I want out of here and I want to go to one destination only, and it didn't happen for him. He uh, apparently he uh, he changed he opened it up to I think three teams. Milwaukee was one of them, and Milwaukee, he went. There was also some talk about last week about Toronto. Obviously, you know, there's this weird thing with American players in Toronto where they just don't do, do not want to go unless you're Kawhi basically getting shipped anywhere but L.A. Um, it, it, so, anyway, um, my, my first thought is like, wow, Dame Lillard, 32-33, and Giannis together. We haven't seen too many pick-and-roll combinations better than that in the NBA history. And... You know, they still have, you know, Chris Middleton, one of the better mid-range shooters in the league. You still have Brooke Lopez, stretch the floor out in the corner. Um, still, you know, can decide. One of the rare bigs that can, like, stay in that corner forever. And then if you need to, he'll dust off the post game and just bury people under the rim and put them in the basket. So, yeah, I think their offense is going to be dynamite. Um, I'm, You know, I was listening to J.J. Redick um, talking about this with um, a couple of guys that do, uh, that do like, Almost like the the NBA version of what we do in one issue radio, super nerdy analytical stuff, thoughtful stuff, and it's like all the stuff I'm thinking of is like okay, the pick and roll, short roll stuff. With if you try to trap, you're screwed. The 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 the, the big man, the big has to come up so high to deal with him because it's similar to Steph stuff. And they're those two have never played with a person like each other. Their lives are gonna be so much easier because of their existence. And then one of them mentioned like. Man, forget the forget the double the double stagger screen stuff between you know Drake or uh, Lillard you know getting around Giannis and Brooke. Forget about like the Spain stuff, the UCLA stuff. Forget that. What happens when Giannis has the ball and and and, and Lillard sets the screen for him? The inverted pick and roll, and I was like, oh my god, there, there is nothing you can do with that. <laughs> there's nothing you can do with that. So you know, there's gonna be talk, like it's. There is going to be a trade-off, obviously, going from one of the best defensive uh, perimeter guys we have in, in, in Drew Holiday to Dame. 
But I think with, you know, because they still have so much size with, like, you know, they're their third big biggest team. They're a veteran team. Right. They play together for a lot of years. Right. I think the chemistry and the size will make up for the uh, the defensive skill, if that's you will. The, that's the reason why I'm not so scared about it. Because, like, all right, it's one thing when you're, like, the Lakers and the only person you have to defend the rim is is AD. And, like, if you put him into the switch and, like, you pull him away. Like, we saw that a lot of the cat and mouse stuff that was going on with, uh, with him and Steph in that series, right? It's another thing when it's, like, Oh, you're pulling Giannis out? I guess that means we will have to put Brook Lopez by the rim. Oh, you're pulling Brook Lopez out? I guess that means we'll have Giannis by the rim. You can't keep – it's too hard to deal with. So I think it's kind of well, – obviously, in practice, we'll see. Like, I see obviously the defense is going to take a step back. There is no pers- There is no necessarily a person that can guard a Jason Tatum that you just think of right now. But, like, if, if their offense is as good as I think it could be, I think they can – like throw Chris Middleton into change some of his focus and energy into, and you know we saw that against um against like Durant a couple years ago, um okay. in that one series that went nuts with the you know with the overtime and everything in that game seven is like when he wants to he can play really good defense, like depending on how easy life is for Giannis he can he can take that role of like guarding Jason Tatum or whatever else and put them in jail because that's, that's that's such a length advantage, but we'll see like obviously um. The little bitty guards like Jalen Brunson, nah, sorry, Lillard, you got to guard him. It's going to be a hard day. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> you know, if um, uh, what's your boy's name? The guard from uh, um, guard from Cleveland, not, uh, not Darius Garland. Garland, like Garland and Mitchell, Lillard's gonna have to guard one of them dudes. Obviously, Garland stunk <laughs> in the playoffs last year, but like, I don't expect him to be off forever in the playoffs. It was his first taste of the of the, of the postseason. So yeah, like. Um, I'm really excited to see, honestly, like them and also with Drew going to to Boston. Like, I'm really interested to see what Boston does. Like, cause their offense looks incredible too. Um, I think obviously, you know, the matchup is the matchup, and you know, I think they'll just, I think Giannis and Brooklyn just beat Porzingis' ass, kick his ass. But as far as the offense, I think the offense will be fantastic, and it, a lot of the problems they had in the postseason last year when it, you know. The ball finding Marcus Smart. He's not there no more. I'm, I'd just, much rather have the ball in Drew Holiday's hand than Marcus Smart. Sorry. Um, yeah. So I think I think both teams are a lot better. And I'm looking around and I'm like Miami. They you know they lost Gabe Vincent. Um, like they haven't made a step forward. They're kind of stuck where they are. Harden doesn't want to be in. Um, Refusing really. to report to right. media day currently. And that was today. Yeah, yep. one there. Yeah. Oh, so. I feel like the East has like a two-headed monster. Um, I think it's tears to it. I think it's just, you know, out of those four, that was kind of like any of those four could win last year. Well, really three until Miami just said, no, we're actually part of it too. But um, <laughs> By force. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I feel like, you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see a lot of these Bucks in Boston series. And, um, you know, yeah. whatever they figure out, whatever Philly can figure out post-Harden or whatever else. And I and I'm kind of happy, you know, for Dame Lillard to get a chance to compete like yeah. at a uh, championship level. Yep. This guy has carried a lot of bad teams. He only made one Western Conference Finals, and you know I've had times where I thought he cried too much, or you know cried about All Star games, or you know stuff like that. But it's just like after you know be after 11 years and given being the heart and soul of that franchise, these are the times where it's like, yeah, man you root for that that person to go you know you know 
try to compete at the end. Yeah. <clears throat> this is not him in his fourth and fifth year trying to trying to scheme and <laughs> and do all this bullshit. Like these are these are grown men, family men. You know, him and Giannis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Giannis quietly in his eleventh year. Um, Dame, you know, year twelve essentially. And it's like I like the combo. I, I like the mentality for both of these guys. These seems like these seem like Easy, like it just fits between yeah. how they're wired. Yeah, it seems like they'll get along off the court as far as like, and even like the court on or the fit on the court, like it just works. But it seems like you know they're not they're they're kind of low. They're like you mentioned, family men, kind of low maintenance. Just want to just want to hoop and stud and be students of the game and and you know and want to get after it. So yeah, I think. As you mentioned, I think like they're going to get along really well, and you know the East. How many teams do you think can win the title right now? Four. I, I, I think you got to call the Bucks a favorite, and you got to talk about the Bucks. You got to talk about the Nuggets. You got to yep. talk about the Lakers. Yep. <laughs> um, Celtics, if, if a couple things break right, yeah, they got to they got to be healthy because I like their I like yeah. their I like their you know top six people, but like. You know, any if, if Horford goes down, they're done. Yeah, and Horford's and, and old we, as hell. And I think we got to see what Memphis looks like to see if that step forward was last year was the peak, or if they like you know, if Marcus Smart helps them at all, and Ja it, comes in with his head on correct, yeah. and yeah, we'll see. Where did Tyus Jones end up at? I forgot. <sighs> um, he is. I have to look that up. Okay, well, e- either way, like. Going from Marcus Smart into some of the things he like, regardless of whatever I feel about him as a decision maker at times, whatever else, it's better than whatever was happening at the end of some of those possessions with he, Dylan Brooks. So he, yeah, he he went and got that bag. He's in Washington. That's right. That's right. <clears throat> He's out there with Jordan Poole. Mm. Mm. Why does Jordan Poole feel like he's just a threat to to like like remember like Kevin Martin back in the day? That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it feels like he's about to be like, yeah, man, like, this nigga's about to shoot an awful percentage, but he's going to be able to shoot as much as possible because there ain't nobody <laughs> else to shoot. And, uh, yeah, he, there's something to that. Well, and also, you know, Bill just freshly gone, too, from, from uh, Washington. Yeah, like, there's, there's definitely someone, someone's going to get shots. Yeah. Look, if you, look this, is a, this is a call. Any NBA player, you want to shoot the ball? Get your ass to Washington right now. There are <laughs> shots to be had. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man. Uh, anything else you want to mention on the on the on the NBA? And oh, the the Jimmy Butler thing. So you know, oh, we got to talk about this man. Yeah. This man. So last year, for media day, he shows up with like with the with the full locks in, so that he could take the media picture. Because like the the the, the, the thing is like when you take the media picture, like that's the only picture they take they all year. So like. All year long, he had a goofy looking hair. So this year, he comes out there with the bone straight hair, with the swoop, and then he has like the uh, uh, the eyebrow piercing, whatever else. And I think he has lip piercings the in. Mouth, yeah, yeah. So like, he looks like an emo boy. So, bro, I saw I saw someone call him ball out boy. I fucking howled. <laughs> That's foolish. <laughs> Yeah, man. Like, yeah, bro. I, I, bro, I don't know why he's doing this or he's anything. Just, he's just, just entertaining himself. <laughs> like, bro, he's he like, what down, did y'all say? 
I saw the video of him walking out this time. He walked out and went to the, uh, into the, you know, went to like the press conference thing or whatever else, sat down. And as he's walking over or whatever else, like the whole crowd starts chuckling because they're like, bro, look at this motherfucking guy. Right. He goes, he goes, laugh it up. Go ahead. Laugh it up. And, and then he just, he just, he proceeded business as usual. He, he just, he just like, he, he, this tickles him. This is, this is what he, he gets off of on doing this once a year and like, let him have, mm-hmm. let him have his fun. Cause you know, after you get after this, it's back to it's back to the grind, you know. It's back In to the way grind. Way once a week, yeah. But um, yeah, uh, you know, all I'm saying is he better enjoy it because, like, you know, he, he could show up the next year and all of a sudden, you know, there's a baldy on that bitch. So, like, you know, <coughs> I, I feel like he he's throwing insults at at, at our hair follically challenged brothers that can, that can't do these, you know, these versatile looks, you know. You know what? What if James wanted to show up with the Fallout Boy right now? I, I see. I was waiting for. I was like, when is he gonna mention me and and being in This is messed up. This is yeah. messed up. Yeah, I ain't mad at it. He can do what he you want. Know? I don't care. <laughs> it's no, all good. I, I saw this fool today, and I was like, uh, "What uh, is you on, bro? That's exactly what you got to roll with, you man. Yeah, Grab him. Like, what did Pat Riley think when he saw this? I don't know if Riley even saw it." You know, uh, who knows? But um, look, he's gonna see the picture eventually. But he hey, 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 Jimmy, like, what, what the fuck is this? is this? What is this? Um, this is a joke. He's like, oh, this is like the dress last year. I remember I saw the dress. Like, bro, like those are fake because his hair was only but so long. I was like, what's he? Whatever he's doing. And then like, he just a gag. It's just a gag. Like, I wonder what he's gonna do next year. Like, does he? Do we need to get him with Deion Sanders S curl? Do we need to? You Absolutely. Know, yeah, we need he, we need he, we need Jimmy with S curl next year. Yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely, uh, Black Saber Junior. Looking like an extra in the Hey Ya video. Yeah, yeah, he does it like a time hater. <laughs> he does it like a time hater. Bro, I remember on the on the bus in high school on the way back. Right, everyone was singing the shit, and, now, and all of a sudden I was like, "Y'all are like the time haters, right?" And literally on cue, four motherfuckers go clap, clap, clap as the song was playing. It was it. It wasn't planned. It just happened. It's one of the. It's one of it like. I couldn't have written this and thought of uh, thought of a better way to get this joke off. It was amazing, but uh, yeah, man, um, it, it definitely is. It's definitely all right, all right, all right ish. It definitely, definitely. Um, but yeah, man, I guess it's time to move on to the pro wrestling. That man, that man is a threat to schools and buildings right now. The, I don't recall the emos being the ones that shoot up the schools. It's more of, but whatever. Whatever, whatever. Look, I, I, look, yeah, I was going to say, I was I always struggled breaking up the difference of the emos and, like, the Marilyn Manson types. Like, I, I, I like never, it's hard I, to tell, but it's hard to distinguish between, like, emo and goth. Uh, I, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, it's a little, yeah, you know, some, somebody can help educate me, I'm sure. Join the Discord and, and give me give me the rundown. I, I missed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Let's move on. I'll Gee. have I'll have. We'll talk about the emo stuff later, but uh, let's let's move on. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> why you laughing so hard at that? I just can't talk about what I want to talk about right now. I'll talk to you later. It's nothing crazy, but anyway, uh, let's move on. Uh, AEW Russell Dream. Um, well, well, before we do that, before we okay. do that, Jade. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. So Jade Cargill. Um. 
I don't know if they're allowed to, if they're using her name yet because I saw there was a trademark for Jada or whatever. Else, but no, as of right now, it, it, it's, it's going to be Jay Cargill. Jay okay, Parker ended up being somebody else. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Okay, so Jay Cargill has uh, signed with WWE. Uh, they had a huge rollout for her on social media. It got a lot of buzz. Did a lot they? of people talked about it. They were very proud to put her out front saying she was at a PC. I thought it was very cool of them to do that for her because. Um, you know, it's about as much as anybody in AEW that w- that basically uh came of um it came of you know, uh came into their limelight in AEW. She was a person that looked at it and you're like, Oh yeah, this is somebody that is like kind of meant for a meant for WWE. Uh the way AEW does women's wrestling is not necessarily conducive for what um she can do. Uh but like for WWE um, from just the look alone is like that screams that's a WWE wrestler. How did it even slip through the cracks? Mark Henry, Mark Henry found another diamond in the rough. Uh, he 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 stayed finding uh, these 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 star these superstar uh, black women. Uh, I, 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 it's just him. I don't know why I don't know why he's so special, but no one else can seem to find him. But but J- Mark Henry <laughs> seems to find him left and right. But um, yeah, so. Jade um has left on, on from from what from what I could tell really really amicable terms from AEW. Um she you know before she left um and as she was leaving and as uh, after like she said nothing but really nice things about the company. Um Tony Khan I, and a few people all, all everybody from what I saw online wished her good luck and everything and I thought it was really nice. And um yeah, she's there. I don't know uh, how they're going to treat her. I would hope that they wouldn't put her in NXT. I think that's the waste of time. Um, like she looks like money. Don't put the money in the fucking um, LA Fitness. Put the money on the screen in, f- in front of the thousands of fans. And um, yeah, like whatever she does, really, I, I hope for the best. And um, you know, I hope that uh, they they treat her well. I you know I, we mentioned the Cody stuff. You know all. The whole, you know, first couple years in it, back in WWE is like, if you want these people to eventually, if you want new stars, people that people already see as stars and the NXT things are working, the alternative is you bring in the people from AEW, you treat them well, you treat them like they're actually people you want to push, and you move, and you go from there. And um, it worked swimmingly. It worked great with Cody. Cody's done great in WWE, and I hope the same for Jade. I'm going to say Jada. hope the same for Jade. <clears throat> yeah, um... So Jade uh, is the first person that I think they've rolled out from scratch, as you mentioned, <clears throat> that is jumping to WWE here. Um, this looks like it's a uh, it's like a money thing. There was like a story. Actually, Tony kind of talked about it last night. The press scrum came with a large offer. Um, then uh, like a what do you call the fair offer? Um, I, I got the story here. <clears throat> he actually went back with a second offer, but wasn't you know taken on or whatever um but you know we did mention on this show we had like we have real concerns about how aw has a what is their plan to actually increase the talent level of like the women's athletes like what is the development like does obviously there's limited time there's not like an official kind of like uh system or anything, it's like kind of like get how you live. Um, I think she did as she went about as far as she was gonna go in in AEW, like with her current kind of skill. And um, I, I think this is a move that's gonna suit both parties. Because if you weren't gonna use Jade anymore, like if you weren't gonna, you know, put her over, 
you know, you, you're basically like there's like about five people that they didn't like let her work with. She worked with pretty much everyone else. Um, but if you weren't going to let her into that mix, um, it, it kind of keeps them clean. They never had to lose to her. They never had to beat her. Uh, and she essentially got pushed like, you know, Ultimate Warrior, Bill Goldberg, anything like that. <laughs> um, and I, I got to say, like, you know, some some of them pay-per-view matches were rough. And, um, you know, we won't have to, uh, you know, watch those on the AEW pay-per-views anymore, which is fine. You know, she can go to WWE. As you mentioned, I would not put her in NXT at all. Uh, as you mentioned, like, you know, I don't know her capacity for <clears throat> like like she was good enough to get to the level that she got. Is there another jump there? I don't know. But before the time is wasted, you need to start getting the things out of her, shining her up, smoke and mirror, throw her in the in the celebrity wrestling class where, you know, they they basically roll you out for three days and then they can teach you a, a, a match or whatever. Um, and also the pressures aren't going to be the same. Like people aren't going to be counting on her to become a great wrestler in WWE. They want her there for other reasons. Um, AW, she was always going to have this pressure of, you know, having to, uh, you know, eventually develop into something just because of how um, she's looked at in particular. Not all those the women have this kind of pressure that that Jade did. Um, you know, I, I think it was cool. I got to uh, do like a song for her uh, for the Who We Are, you know, part one part. So can like, you repeat that, was, that word again? Uh, what word? You got to do a what for her? A song. Okay. I heard something different than Ron was song, and I was like, wait, what? Okay. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. I got to do, um, you know, uh, makes music. So that song is a historical artifact now. So that's pretty cool. Um, but uh, yeah, w- wish her nothing but the best. And I think, you know, uh, there's a lot of opportunity to program her against people. Um, I am worried about her promos in WWE. Because they didn't let her talk for more than 30 seconds for a reason uh, in AEW. So uh, maybe the scripting will help. Maybe the, I don't know, she, like, if you think about Jade, they, I think she really maximized a lot, you know, of what she could do being a rookie pro wrestler from the, from the jump and having a limited skill set. Great look, all time look. <coughs> Going to WWE. There, there's Bianca, there's Charlotte, of course. Um, I don't think they should put her and Nia Jax within 10 feet of each other. Um, That's the thing that worries me is she already mentioned her by name. Jade, yeah. Jade mentioned her by name, and I was like, no, stay far away. Stay there are far, plenty far of away. There are plenty of small wrestlers WWE has. Like they have Candice LeRae, like they have uh, Roxanne Perez. Like these are people I think you can put in there with Jade. Like it, it may. Honestly, it may look a lot like her AEW run, like as far as like who they program her with when. And I think you just pull the trigger on on one big match at a time. But until then, you you keep her in there with your your Candices or how you know y- y'all gonna hate to hear me say, it, but Natalia, who's gonna be better than Natalia to work yeah, with? Dakota, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, so you know, another reason why I feel that she should be on the main roster is because of the experience level. If you're in the PC, you're in NXT, what do you get? How, how, how much how much you get to work? Like, if she's on the main roster, she's doing house shows, she's wrestling, you know, two, three times a week, 
she should, in theory, it should be more beneficial for her to actually get better in the ring as opposed to, uh, she's in Orlando, she's doing match drills, she's one of the 50 people in the seven rings, you know, so yeah, I, um, I think this is, I think this is better for her, for her to develop, like, we've seen people that were green as, green as, as grass, get to the main roster, start getting dates, start getting special matches made for them, and they have better matches you would have expected coming in, like, Remember Braun Strowman when he first came in? Yeah, that and his whole and his, and his whole and his whole entire rule was you're the big monster, not supposed to ever fall, never supposed to leave his feet, and he kept falling and clumsily leaving his feet. And then all of a sudden, you know, by the time we got to 2017, him and Roman were having some really fun, you know, gimmick matches or whatever else. So yeah, um, yeah, like being on the road and having real matches, as opposed to being there at PC, you're going to get better. Like you know. I, obviously, we got all the jokes in the world for the PC and NXT and all that kind of stuff at this point, um, and, the, and the lack of success as far as building or making better workers in the ring. But um, trial by fire, throw her ass out there in the house shows, have her in there with Candice and Dakota and Natalia and, and whoever else, and we'll see. We'll see soon enough. Like I, I believe in her. I believe in her. I believe she has that drive to get good enough to to where like. The rest of the stuff will come will overtake everything. Like she ain't given that look, right? She ain't gotta. She ain't gotta become Manami Toy or Manami Toyota. She ain't gotta be Suzuki. She's gotta be just passable. There's a dollar sign on her forehead that like like needs to say. So yeah, yeah. Um, all she has to be is good enough, and I feel like you know over the next year, two years, she'll get there. Yeah. Um. So, I guess moving forward, AEW Russell Dream. All right, so AEW Russell Dream. Now, I did not watch the pre-show, uh, so I, I really can't speak on it. But I'm going to start from the opener. Uh, the Ring of Honor tag team titles, the two-on-one handicap match, MJF versus The Righteous, Dutch and Vincent. Um, this match was basically more of the same house show routine match with MJF. MJF is in the uh, the T-shirt. They're selling better than you, baby. T-shirts that are in the font of like the Seattle Supersonic logo, which I thought was cool. Can I say it again? This nigga's wrestling in T-shirts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, he's selling the merch, so I, I, I get it. Um, I will say, I will say this: this isn't this didn't bother me as much because it's the Ring of Honor Tag Team Titles. It's not the AEW World Tag Team Titles. This is for, these are the belts for the promotion that like I don't watch. So it didn't bother me as much. Uh, if this was on a pre-show, I'd have been like, fine, whatever. But this was on the main show or whatever else, and it happened. And um, a lot of it was, uh, you know, simple sportsman, you know, sportsmanship stuff. Poke the eye. Uh, he's shining for a little bit. MJF is shining for a little bit, and eventually, numbers game takes over. Uh, he does this. He does this. The, the goofy thing where like he makes a break for it, and he reaches to the opposite corner, and he realizes, oh yeah, I'm, I'm in a handicap match, even though I've been in a handicap match for like five minutes already. Uh, he has to figure out a way to rally. They get the heat on. They beat the shit out of him some more. Eventually, he gets a, some separation. He gets the kangaroo kick. Um, I for, but eventually he wins. I forgot. Uh, oh, uh, he clears out one of the ring, and then the other one he pins. And while he could have just pinned him, he decided I'm going to put my feet on the rope, give him some. The hang both feet on the rope, give him some. I was like, man, you should just pin him. Who cares? Uh, but yeah, it was like it was an okay match. As far as for the comedy aspect of it or whatever else, but like, you know, uh before the match he did the promo and he's doing a million catchphrases and I was like, 
yeah, man, this this whole segment screams like this is my audition. This is my audition clip for like when y'all, you know, y'all, you know, it's a three hour show on Raw Mondays and y'all like, what are we going to do? It's like, hey, me, I can, I can feel 25 minutes right or it's only 25 minutes. Only. I can feel 20 minutes right here, right now. Give me a handicap match. I'll come out. I'll cut a promo with a million catchphrases. Everyone will say all the catchphrases. I'll get in the ring. I'll get my ass whooped. I'll beat these fools and I'll beat these fools and uh and I'll you know I'll cheat and whatever else and we'll get out of here and there's 20 minutes gone. Like I was like, wow, this is this is a real WWE nine o'clock segment ass thing or whatever else. And it wasn't necessarily like it was bad, but it was like it's the beginning of a AEW pay-per-view. Put it on the pre-show, whatever. None of this sounds inspiring. None of this sounds like, hey, Rich, go out of your way to go back and check that. Because I got to the show about halfway through it, right? Well, there's None no reason this- for me to say that because you, we've seen these kinds of matches before yeah. on, on Raw's. Yeah, man. And, and, and you know, MJF, he's gotten to also because he, he went to press conference and, you know, he, he started snapping on, on uh, people and uh, basically saying, you know, about the, the different flavors and saying what I'm doing is just as over as, you know, what Darby Allen is doing and all this. And it's hey, like, he is right when he says that. Uh, and while he is right, I would say, like, that flavor is for, is for them. My personal sensibilities, I prefer, like, you the matches you had, like, with Danielson or with, you know, or with, uh, I'm trying to think of the matches you had that were awesome. Uh, Darby. Right, like I, like, I prefer that MJF. He's he's, he's 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 twenty seven years old. I don't want to hear this shit. You're not you're not thirty seven years old. You're not forty five years old, and you're finding ways to to keep up. Like this shit is not anything to be replicated by anybody else. Like this is like it's sports entertainment, bro, and there's nothing wrong with so that. Bad. It, and there's it, nothing it, wrong it, with it, that. It's just it's just you know you're putting it on pay per view, bro. To put it on pay per view to tie up the, the the world title. They're completely like, you know, they, they they make the ROH belts like look like shit when they do this stuff, right? It doesn't have Kinda, to be that yeah. way. Yeah, also like, another also another joke about us uh from from us from from Murray, he mentioned this. He's like, So like Ozzy Open lost to these dudes in five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And Ozzy Open is in is in the AEW World title match and they're going like how long was the match? Twenty five minutes? Something like that? It felt long. It felt like it went twenty yeah. minutes, and, and like FTR has to go twenty minutes with a team that like the the buddy cop comedy thing beating five minutes on in Wembley. It's like just a month later. It's like, huh? Yeah, man. Like, and, like and, that, and the thing is, like, you know, I, I think the righteous kind of like deserved a chance, kind of. They built these guys up. I, I, I'll over, take your word for it. I see that aesthetic, and I'm in the screens to me why it is. And I just check out. Yeah, yeah. No, but but I'm saying like these dudes, like they put them on TV, they uh-huh. rolled them out with vignettes, they let them talk, they, they let them squat, beat some people for a couple weeks, and then to do this to them, it's like, well, uh-huh. these guys are done now. Like it, like we're done here. There's there's nothing else to 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 find out here. So like, um, I don't know. Not enjoying it and. The faster that the AEW World Title is is away from this, uh, I think the happier I'll be. MJF can do that stuff to his heart's desire, um, but this seems like I, I didn't even I didn't see it, so I don't want to go too crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I saw a lot of people that I talked to dumping on this. Yeah, hard. yeah, yeah. When I heard Floyd, Floyd was like, "I'm over it." I was like, "Hmm, hmm." 
Floyd's a pretty positive person when it comes to AEW and pro wrestling in general. For him to be annoyed by it, it's like, okay, man. Um, You're playing with fire here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I think for me, I'll, I'll pull the Jay-Z. It's like a duality. <laughs> so, like, I'm okay with when they're do- when it's the a- Ring of Honor tag team title matches and, you know, Adam Cole is supposed to be there, but he's not. MJ up doing the kangaroo kicking the goofy stuff. I'm fine with that. When you bring it over to the AEW World title, he has a thing with Jay White, so I'm interested in that because I think those two could have a really good match together. Um, so, for me, I'm kind of like, right now there's two MJFs. There's the tag MJF and the singles MJF, and obviously they'll come into play when it comes time for whatever happens with whatever triggers pull with uh, Adam Adam Cole. But, like, right now, he's having a goofy comedy match. I It wasn't for me, but, like, I'm not holding it against him. It's like, oh, my God, it's awful, and this, this is supposed to be a, a referendum on his world, AW world title reign. I'm, 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 I guess I'm, maybe I'm compartmentalizing. I don't know, but I, I'm just like, those are separate things. So I'm okay. Like, we with got back to back pay-per-views with no AW world title match now. And yeah. it's like, yeah, that's true. Why are we, I don't know. Like, it, like what? yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, you know, but, you know obviously, and, and, and you know, they did defend fair, it at, at to, um, to be fair, they did the grand slam grand, thing with grand slam and all So that, like, it's right? kind of, you know, it's not on the last few pay-per-views, but he has. Def- it's not like he's you know not defending it. So right. Um. So you know, it's it's kind of like they've gotten themselves to that starting situation where it's like we got to solve. We got all these big events, all these big shows, and we got we gonna have you know we gonna have Tam defending titles here. We gonna have Mariah for defending titles here. We gonna have uh, them and t- and you know tag title matches and other shit here. Like it's just too many big shows, and it makes it look you know. But but James. The the advantage that the AEW that AEW has that Stardom does not have the roster is like four times bigger than Stardom's, so they should be able to pull out pay per view quality opponents every time. You know, I know that. I, I'm just mentioning it for the record. So, okay. So, it, so yeah, it's yeah. saying on the audio. Okay. Okay. So okay. Like, yeah. 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 People, I've, yeah. I've heard people say, "Oh, they got so many big shows. What are they gonna do?" I'm like, "Did you forget like the 150 niggas they have signed? Like, right. Like the people that are in right. multi man matches on, on these very shows. Right. It's like, yeah, man. Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho and Kota Bushi tagged together on this show. You know, right? Like there was a, there was a four there was a four team or sorry there was a tag team four way that featured Nick Jackson, Matt Jackson, Penta, Phoenix, uh, you know the Guns and uh, who what was the, what was the fourth team? Uh, Orange, Orange Cassidy, Orange Cassidy and then Hook. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah, like you don't have to you don't have to do that. You can just line you can just line up new contenders if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, so next match after that, uh, so you end up getting the ring of honor and ring of honor world title in new Japan, strong open weight title match, Eddie Kingston versus Cassiori Shibata. And, um, this match is so fun. Um, Kings roll baby. Look, man, Shibata comes out. He's over as fuck because every time he shows, shows up at AEW, he's over as fuck comes out. He, he takes a straight beeline to the ring, and then Kingston's music hits, and what does he do? He takes a straight beeline to the ring. I was like, it's almost like they're having a race to get to the ring faster without without running or jogging. So, 
they proceed to do the thing. Um, a lot of strong styles, uh, strike exchanges and everything. Um, a lot of big chops and European uppercuts. And, um, yeah, man, it was just fun. It was just really fun seeing those two. And, like, every time I see, like, Shibata in these matches, like, he can't get hit in the head anymore. But, like, how the hell is he still out here, like, getting close to four stars? You know? And it's just him and Kingston were just really good together, obviously, because, um, but yeah, by the end, um, there was, I'm trying to think what the finishing stretch was, um, there was a Northern Lights bomb from Kingston, he didn't get some of it, hits the, hits the power bomb, but yeah, man, it was, um, it was just really fun, I, I was, I would say go back and watch it, you'd enjoy it, you enjoyed it, it's, it's yeah. exactly what you think it'd be, and it was just fun, so, and then at the end, uh, they, they both sit cross-legged together and they shake hands or whatever else and, and then, you know, grip wrists or whatever else and then um, they leave and Shibata got a standing, got another ovation on the way out after losing. I was like, it's gotta be such an easy job for him. It's like, I come out here, like, I'm not nearly the guy that I once was, but like, because people like still remember me, like, I can still get, I can still do a few things that are similar or whatever else and I can do, he can do this match. You look at his physique, he's still in incredible shape. He still he can do this for another ten years. You you imagine like yeah. it's he's gonna like he, if he wants to be here forever in America doing like indie shows and AEW and Ring Honor he can do this for another decade. Speaking of that, um, he had mentioned in the press conference that he's wanting to make a commitment. You know, if Tony Khan is ready for him, so you know, like a long term one. So we'll see how that plays out. But um, Kings Road defeats. Uh, Strong style here uh, on the Antonio Anoki dedication. So we saw Tony Khan with the red scarf, uh, the Anoki family here. Um, you know, Giant Baba wins. You know, you're stupid. <laughs> they um, and during the like the I guess the post or the lead up to the match, they showed like videos of like Shabbat as a child with Anoki and everything. You know, he's like an uncle figure or whatever else. Um, when he was a kid, so. Because, you know, uh, Shibata's second generation. So, um, yeah, that, that was really cool and everything. So then uh, the next match I've had, the TNT, the TBS uh, title match between Chris Datlander and Julia Hart. And um, I got to say, uh, there are two ways to look at this match, I, I feel. Uh, this cra- this match in the middle of the match got a This Is Awesome chant. And um, I wasn't disgusted by it. Like, this is ridiculous that they're having a, this awesome chant. I don't think it was warranted, but I wasn't like, they're, they're full of shit. This is ridiculous. Like, nah, this is actually like a decent match. Um, Julia Hart, the things that she is going to get credited for in this match are going to be things when you watch it, you'd be like, nah, man, this is Lucha in the base. In the base is Chris Statlander. Statlander's doing the work. It's like when people were talking about like the Canadian destroyer from from Bad Bunny. It's like, no man, that's all. That's 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 all. Like, uh, what's his name? Johnny Impact. You know, oh. John Morrison. That's all Morrison, right? Uh, so she got her up and so Stat had Julie up on her shoulders in electric chair position, and then Stat and then she did the flip, the half twist. Her Karana was like, that's Statlander. Whatever. Uh, and then, you know, they led to, uh, you know, they, they led up to the James, Go ahead. You know, they love that yellow hair woman. As I sit here with this yellow do rag on, they She's, love this yellow hair woman. She, I was saying this, I was, I was watching with, with, with Zach Porter and Jeremy 
And I was like, hey, man, like, she's not, Julia's not doing bad, but she's getting, she's getting extra credit for shit that she didn't, she doesn't deserve. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, ultimately, um, Julia spits missed. Shout, shout out to Getsu. Um, and uh didn't work. I heard she slapped the she slapped her and the mist went like a different way or something. Yeah, she went to blow the mist and, and stat slapped that slapped her before the mist can hit stat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what happened. Um so ultimately they get to the, they get towards this, the spot where you know Julia does her, her kibashi moonsault and um she goes for it or whatever else and um the, the crowd bought it. The crowd thought the titles changed. I was like Really, y'all really bought yeah, this? She she good beat Willow Nightingale with it yeah. the other week. Yeah, yeah, good for her. I, I just thought it was funny because like people were like, "I've never seen a moonsault like that." I was like, "So you never seen Kitakabashi?" Okay, that, that's, that's what you're saying. It's the same exact thing. It's just like short, short, high, high, up high, no far, you know, jumping thing. It's just up and down. Anyway, so yeah, man. Um, stat. She goes for another lucha move, or whatever else. Stat basically picks her up. He's for the, the uh a tombstone where in her head doesn't come within a foot of the canvas gets her up again and hits her finish that looks like a tombstone her variation of tombstone and then pins her gets the win and then uh statlander like grabbed her by her grabbed julie by her feet and then like threw her out towards uh uh uh, what's his name um gonzo bomb barks like a dog house of black brody king yeah i I was like it's not brody because there's only one brody there's two brodies in AEW or was two anyway yeah into, towards uh, Brody King and whatever else and like Brody King basically like hauled her carcass back out but uh, yeah man the match is solid I, it wasn't like it was great or anything but like like for I think it was a big deal that Julia was able to have a match of that level because like she had shown nothing to, to that point she was just you know goth girl in the aesthetic that was really it so uh, I will say this you know I've, I've said this for you I've said this to you before like the Triple H when he when the executive produces the metal for for his theme for his for his inches for NXT or whatever else. I want to see him EP an album. House of Black. Every single House of Black member, every single interest song they have is fucking raw. I need Malachi. I need Malachi Black to EP me an album. <laughs> I'm thinking. Of, I'm thinking of getting into powerlifting. You know, when I played football orders, we lifted weights. There was a lot of classic rock and metal playing. I'm okay with that playing on playing out there. I need me the Malachi Black EP albums to, to, to work out for an hour and a half with. So whoever, if there's any way, you know, I know Swerve and and uh and Malachi are kind of close behind the season orders. The way you can relay that or whatever, if you want to give me a <laughs> give, me, like, give me an album. Look, I know album takes a lot of time. Can you give me a can you give me a playlist? Give me give me a playlist or something. Cause I look, man, he's good. He's good at what he does. The Julia um, Hart music is raw. It is, and then she comes out with like all black on. And she has like the the red veil around it with the red lighting. It's a really cool look. It really is. Yeah. Um good to see Statlander get another big win here um but yeah man they love Julia Hart man and man I I don't want to live Morgan there so I'm just gonna refrain I'm just gonna refrain you can't even say that because look she was on like a 28 match win streak she wins that's true she wins That's, that's true that's true but there's a there's a whole another element here at play so um so what what was up next uh, the AEW 
uh, world title number one contendership match. It's a four way ah. between the Lucha Bros, the Young Bucks. The agenda, the agenda is co- it has started, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Lucha Bros, the Young Bucks. Uh, do, do they have a cute name for hooking in orange yet? Orange hook? Some I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I don't think so. Hook juice, whatever. Well, can't use juices. That's another person's gimmick in AEW. Can't do that no more. But uh, yeah. So, freshly squeezed hook. I don't know. Whatever. And uh, also the guns. And um, I, you know, they did the triangle match rules. Whatever else, only two people were allowed to be in the ring at a time. I thought that led to intrigue of uh, you know, the weird alliances, of course, and desperation of tagging people in and out. I think they lost track of who like legal man was at a certain point, or maybe not legal man, but like. Who was des- which team was designated to which corner? Because at one point, like Phoenix or sorry, uh, Penta just says, "Fuck that! I'm tagging in from the Young Bucks corner. I don't give a fuck." And I was like, "Wait, what? You can't do that!" And this P- P- uh, Penta was like, "Huh? Watch me!" And every time Look, I, and every- it's a, it's amazing that we got the Lucha Brothers making tags in you know on the apron at all. They used to make tags while they were already in the ring. That's true, but also Rick Knox was Rick Knox wasn't the ref, so you know Rick Knox. He, any all anything flies with Rick Knox on in one of these tags, but uh, yeah. So there was a, there were multiple points in the match I was talking about like these tags that were weird, like or that's come from the Young Bucks corner and they're not the Young Bucks, and like Jeremy and Zach would just be like lose tag, man. Like you think about it too hard. You think about it too hard. I'm like, but it's not Lucha Tag. It's A W. It's not. It's not the same. They didn't. They would have specified a Lucha Tag. They should have specified a Lucha Tag. It would have. It would have saved me a lot of. Wait, what? Like, I'm tired of. I'm not tired because this happened that often. But like, it's it happens every so every blue moon in one of these tags, especially when Rick Knox is ref. Where I'm just like, wait, what? It is like. Whatever, man. Whatever. Yeah, I gotta be like, I gotta be like, all right. Either I'm gonna be stuck on it and not enjoy the match, wrestling match, or I'm gonna be like, all right, it's vibes. It's gonna flip, 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 James to flop the vibes. But yeah, man. Once the vibes started happening, I was having fun. Really good match. You know, um, before all in, we kind of put it out there that hey, man, don't feel like the time for the young bucks yet. Like. I think it would be wise to for the Bucks to just put them over, give them the biggest one of their lives, and you know keep it rolling. But man, the Young Bucks have have one upped the One Nation Radio plan. Like, yeah, we gonna put you over, but you know what? You still dropping that the same belts to us at the end of the day. <laughs> um, L.A. Full gear. Young Bucks. Right. FTR. Well, you know, I mean, if spoiler I remember alert. If I remember correctly, yeah. the ch- whoever won this match could challenge anytime, anywhere. And I was like, oh, it's going to happen mm. in full gear in LA. That's, that's my first thought. Yeah. Look at that. Look, wouldn't be a bad place to be a main event. Look, I mean, it MJ, if it ain't like, look, it ain't like. It ain't like MJF got no, you know, no, no world title program that's that's gonna outdo FTR in the Bucks. Yeah. Hey man, um, if it was me, you know, the young Bucks are are, are you know charging along here and I, and I when we review FTR and Aussie Open, I'll talk about what I think is going on at FTR right now. But this feels like the time, like they're 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 ramping up and you know this promotion is has missed the young bucks. 
the first 10 months of this promotion or uh, this year, I'll say, uh, not the most active uh, young bucks. And as far as the tag team stuff, definitely took some steps back doing a lot of group competition stuff. I think they know where the bread's butter though. So um, excited to see where that goes, uh, especially, you know, full gear LA. I think that's a, that's a great spot to do. Uh, Cause you know, if you want to do a tag team match as main event, this is it. So, uh, call your shot. I mean, worst and, case scenario, they'll get they'll get the time in the in the placement on the card to do whatever they want to do. It, whether they made events or not, it's you know because like who because like you know the MJF and Jay White segment on uh, Wednesday did really well in in, in demos, right? Like so mm-hmm. in the key demo. So they might go with that if they if they decide to go that long with it. I thought it may be a situation to get MJ uh, ploy to get MJF on collision because you know. Everybody certainly all of a sudden wants to work in collision now. So, man, yeah. wonder what happened. Yeah, um, yeah that, that rating has kind of stayed. It's actually done better. So, just just a note. Yeah, man, it's it, like I mentioned. Like it's almost as if like the show before only had one top star on it, and now like it has like four or five top stars, and like some people are watching now more. It's it, it's 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 almost as if like everybody in AEW that was a top star except for CM Punk basically bot froze him out and said "fuck you, die on the vine." Amazing. Yeah. But yeah, you know, Young Bucks. It's time, baby. Yes. So, uh, following that really fun match with eight bodies flying around and bumping around like crazy and bumbling around, shout out to the, the guns who they're awesome and bumbling around. If anything else, they're going to bumble around and get over whatever happened to them. Uh, following that, you had Ricky Starks versus Utah Wheeler. And, um, oh no 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 no! It, it it was that or was that Swerve and Hangman next? You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. They had to follow that one too. Sorry. Speaking um, of, it's time. Let's go. So, um, they showed they played a video package, um, talking mostly about uh, the the face face promo they had the first time they um, had the encounter. About, you know, Hangman's kind of lost the eye for the Tiger in, in a way. Kind of gone soft, civilized. Uh, where's the energy? Where's the fire? All that. Um, then they cut to parts of more of Hangman's explanation in the uh, contract signing saying, like, I've had a dark cloud hanging over my head the last 18 months. And I'm just like, you're putting in a video package to see a punk bullied you. <laughs> okay, whatever, man. <laughs> That's funny. Whatever. So... Out comes Hangman, and uh, he has on uh, new gear for the first time in however long that, that uh, Swerve had mentioned. And um, I saw it, and I was like, huh, this reminds me of something I've seen before. And I, and I was like, I don't know what he's going for. And Jeremy said it. He's like, this looks like Shawn Michaels is like um, Eliminate Chamber gear. And I was like, yep, that's exactly what I was thinking, too, with, with, with the black and the brown and like it's like why are you why why do you why would you choose brown that's kind of odd choice and also like the thing with me with Shawn michaels and, and him has always been like the chaps the chap gear like the, the 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 fake chap gear or whatever else but uh anyway um out comes swerve out come and before that before swerve comes out the, the mogul embassy is out front the music is playing prince nana is in his bag and his bag is the size of a state. <laughs> Losing it. This, Rich, 
he he does the Nana dance. The Nana dance is over. The Nana dance has a shirt. The Nana dance shirt should sell. Um, Bro, this shit this shit they, is a a life of its own at this point. This they cut the people in the crowd doing the Nana dance, and it reminded me of back in 1998 watching WCW Nitro Money Nitro, watching. Uh, a young black superstar by the name of Booker T raising the roof and inspiring a, a thou- a hundreds of white men to and kids to then raise the fucking roof. This reminded me of that. And I, I was just like, wow. It, you know, and it's Turner still, so I was like, wow. Um, anyway. It's in Seattle. Swerve comes yeah. out like a god. Dress, um, look, I, look, dressed in a jacket that made me think that he has a camera on him so that he can announce that he wants $200 million, otherwise he's going to poison the water supply. (laughs) That man was dressed like a villain. A bad guy. Yes. But they loved him. Yes. Um, Then they got in the ring. This match is awesome. Incredible match uh, with these guys. Um... This was like, you know, a lot of people were like, all right, you know, all, all throughout the year, Swerve has done a lot of losing Yep, on TV. But a lot of that stuff was building them up. That was building them up and getting familiar with the audience was allowing people like Prince Nana to be on TV. Yeah, to, it was, you know, in a, in a way, you know, their, their personality. Yeah, in a way, it was a, the old school WWE route of we'll put you in spots, we'll beat you at every turn in big spots, but people remember these big spots and they will be, become attached to you and like you. Um, and we, you know, more times than not, not more times, a lot, sometimes it works, most times it doesn't, because like, yeah, you're putting big spots, but you're but now you're a failure, you have the this, this, this stink of failure on you. Luckily for him, he's a heel, so it's not it doesn't, it doesn't hurt you as much. Um, but yeah, man, like, and it helps over. me in his hometown, helps me but, in his home t- area, and, and man, they, they were, were going crazy for it. Him. Like, they, they worked this, this match where, like, the crowd started giving it to Hayman a little bit. And he ate it up. He absolutely, he was he, like, oh, word? He absolutely worked heel in this match. And, he was and like, shout oh, out to word? him. And shout I, out to I him. I haven't got to do this in a long time. Right. Look, he's like, I ain't got to, I haven't had the chance to do this since, like, I was in Orlando. <laughs> In front of Richard James, whooping on NXT boys' ass. <laughs> yeah, um, and I, I thought this was just like great work, guys. Just like this is the shit you you dream of. Like as far as like when you're looking at the hierarchy and wanting to see somebody break out, and thinking like, yeah, man, this is the time. And then you know, sw- swerve um, went. You know, with with, with Nana, they did a lot of like you know stuff where Nana ended up getting thrown out. Crown comes off. Um, Nana gets thrown out. <laughs> Nana gets thrown out. They they said leave. He was like, no, I'm not leaving. Make me, and they didn't make him. <laughs> he, was, he was like, no, I'm not leaving. Point. I don't care what you say. What are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. This would this. I think this is a star making performance. Um, you know, so like. You know, we told you this nigga had the goods since he was in NXT. So, like, this ain't no shock. Uh, if you listen to this show, um, you know, right. often, I, I often like before, like, Swerve has a big match or a big promo or something, I'll send him some words of encouragement, just like, you know, 
uh, you know, whatever the situation is, like I'll send him like a long paragraph, whatever, you know, try to inspire him or whatever. This 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 weekend, I had no notes. I was like, hey, man, no notes. You know, the mission It's on like and, and, you know, he went out there and handled it. Um, So very happy for him on a on a personal level. Yeah. Yeah. This this was like one of the most satisfying matches for me. For somebody that I thought belongs at a certain level in a promotion, just based off of what I've seen from them, but like they, I believe in them. They just haven't proven it yet because they haven't been in the position to do it. I have not been this happy for a pro wrestler in a promotion that I watch get their shot and kill it the way I thought they were going to do it since NASA Point and Tam last summer. I, it, it was just like, hey man, like they go out there and they prove it every chance they get. Where well, you gonna put them in a the big spot? And Swerve Swerve gets it, and he knocks it out the fucking park. And you know, you can say the same thing for the match when he went uh, with the acclaimed. Um, the first match is like that match was so much better than it had any business being. Um, obviously, Keith Lee's great. Obviously, Bowens is really fucking good. Um, and you can, you know, in certain spots, you, you can do whatever you want with um, uh, what's his name. Max Caster. Caster. But to do Caster's credit, he's also gotten a lot better since then, too. Um, but, yeah, just at that time, I was like, I I, I don't know. I think the match would be really good. But They were more like a awesome gimmick act rather fucking, than right, rather than having in-ring credibility. Right, right. And, and, you know, the only person that really approved it at that point was, was, was Bowens. But, anyway, come forward to this. Um, these are two of the best wrestlers in the world. And for people, you know, there are a lot of people that will say Swerve is great. And people, if they haven't already, they're out of their fucking minds. They haven't said it yet that Adam Page is one of the best ones in the world. He's proven it for years now at this point. Um, But it's there now. Like, if you if you still want to hold your feet on Swerve, whatever else, all right. I saw, I saw basically all I need to see out of Swerve the first time I ever saw him wrestle. First time I ever saw him wrestle was in New York City at the um, at the WrestleCon show. That the Mark Hickshot joint. Like, he wrestled Sabre. And, like, I had heard of, you know, this before I even saw the the, the that crazy match he had with A.R. Fox and, and Lucha Underground. I just saw a Swerve in his match with, with Sabre. I was like, yo, he's doing his technical shit toe-to-toe with him. I've never, I don't, that's odd for for just a fucking, you know, just for a you know a, a put together match for one of these WrestleMania weekend shows, go toe to toe. Then we saw him versus uh, I don't know what promotion it was, but it was in it was in um, it was in Ebor versus um, uh, JD Drake. That match was really fucking good. Yep, that was yep, yep, yep. That was for Evolve. Okay, for Evolve, and it's like okay. Then he's in NXT, and then, and then you know he's in that cruiserweight like, weird thing that's almost like a best uh, Super Juniors or whatever else, and he's really good in that. Him and, um, I forgot who else was in it, but, like, Kushida. oh, him and, him, and Angel, him and Angel Garza were the two best people in it, Garza. right? And then, you know, he gets the NXT stuff, and he's like, he keeps, you know, gets the match with Gargano, balls, and get the match with, with Cole, balls, get the match with, like, uh somebody else. Santos. Like, yeah, Santos. It's like, okay, all right, man. Where, where are we, where are we going with this? Like, it, like he's a real player. Hit Rogue takes off. Hit Rogue's great. They bring him up, and then they, you know, they they, they pick the wrong person to be the front man. It is what it is. <laughs> they let him go. And he comes here, and, like, he shows up at Revolution 2022. 
It's been 18 months since then. And it's been a steady climb the whole time to get to this point in. Well, if you look, if you want to like shoot him to the world title, I think at this point, you could do it, right? Or you can continue this thing with Hangman. You, you could or or he can terrorize like any of the like, you know, the the top made guys cuz I I think he's a made guy uh at this point now. Beats Hangman. We didn't even mention that the finish. So like yeah. uh, they do this great kick out off the crown and then Swerve's like, "Nah, I'm going to use a JML." Beats him one, two, three, um, and that you know, and, and it's like, it's almost like, damn, they made the right decision because right. like this this crowd was begging for this, yep, begging yep. for this, cheering yep, yep, this yep. man, living and dying with him. And like another part about it is like, for a heel, Swerve has had some really like like in NXT and also in AEW, he's had some really like memorable like wins and finishes to matches or whatever else like when like the whole thing of like setting up like the hit hit roll thing or whatever else when the hit roll came out he won the uh you or the north american title off awfully on rough that way like that was like there's thought in his matches and his finishes and things that uh i think goes unnoticed um there's a lot of there's a lot more thought into this into his stuff than I think he gets credit for, and I think his stuff gets has a lot thought of like, like amongst some of the best guys in the world, best people in the world. I just don't think he's the credit that way. Um, I think that will change over time because I don't think there's anybody. I don't think there's too many people that are crazy enough to think like, oh, he's not, he's not awesome at the least. But like, I think people are now like he gets his like where I think this is going. Like, I think people are gonna be like. Nah, man, he he's in the upper upper echelon. I think people are going to go from oh he's great to upper echelon. So, um, really excited to see what he has to go forward with this, whatever else. And he finally got a big win. I think if keep remembering with this, like maybe not you know the next title challenger, but like I think by the you know springtime, whatever else, you could start looking around for right that in position. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think he's the guy that you know a lot of people think some other people are. Um, I mean. So- we you know, we had that talk back when they was having them tag matches. You know, so um, speaking of that, you know. speaking of that, so uh, when we gonna get when we gonna get some uh, some Swerve Danielson matches? I mean, I, I don't feel like that's an impossible thing. I, I'm just know. saying. I'm just you saying. Like, <laughs> I, all I'm saying is like if. Good for him that he was out here going out having the best match of his career, you know, back to back matches or whatever else, with you know, maybe the greatest wrestler ever. Good for him. But like, you know, everybody seems to have their best fucking match with Danielson. You know? So I would like I would like to see I would like to see a swerve Danielson match. And I would like to see a swerve yeah. Danielson match in a similar vein to uh what him and Saber did, because I saw him and Sa- I saw Swerve and Saber for it. Danielson and, and Swerve can have one of them kinds of matches to be, and it will shock people's people's floor, uh, jaws would be on the floor, but they could. So yeah, yeah, you know, per, perhaps you know, we'll we just have to keep our eyes open, won't we? So 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 move. Okay, all right, all right, all right. So uh, moving on from there, we'll talk about this match that had to be sandwiched between these two fucking awesome matches. Uh, Ricky Starks versus Willer Yuta. Look, man. Oh. Look, man. Um, Tony Khan. 
You ain't have to do Rick Starks like this. You ain't have to do Willow Yuta like this. You did not have to put you did not have to put Yuta and Ricky between Swerve and Hangman and Danielson and Saber Jr. That was a choice. That is nasty. There is an agenda at play. I, I'm putting it here. Does Tony Khan have a problem with light skins? <laughs> this was nasty. Oh. Anyway, uh, moving on from that. I wasn't serious about that. But anyway, yeah, man. Yeah. Ring stars with Willie Yuta. Match is fine. It's a good match. It's just, it was something between, like, the the way the crowd was emotionally invested in this bad guy beating the the the, top, the former top face of the promotion, basically. The emotional heart of the promotion beating him, um, which will probably send him down a arc towards redemption, which I'm interested to see. Because, you know, um, I, I feel like uh, for I feel a while like this one's now, not over. Say again? I feel like this one's not over. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I feel the same way, too. Because, like, you know. I feel like Heyman's at his best when his back's against the wall in a way. You know, like, early this year, like, after he gets the concussion thing, like, how's he going to answer back Texas Death with D- Texas Death with Moxley? Answers back, great. Like, he's good at, he's not good at getting hit in the mouth, but he's good at, like, after getting hit in the mouth, like, recouping or regrouping and coming back for it. Um, so, uh, Ray Starks, Willie Yuta, not going to lie, didn't pay close to this match. Uh, I remember uh, that Rick Starks won with a Rochambeau. Moxie was on commentary. Uh, but match was good from what I saw. But, like, I can't remember much of it. Just just, just kind of just hazy on it. But match was good. But it wasn't, you know, the two matches it was before or after. Because, you know, they set him up for L. It really it really was bad. It was really bad. So, let's, let's get to it. Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. in... Quite honestly, maybe, oof, I'm trying to think, maybe since like the uh, 2020, I want to say 2021 or 2022, I can't remember which year it was, uh, not since the Sabre-Osprey matches that were in Red Pro in New Japan have I enjoyed te- like technical wrestling matches this much, a technical wrestling match, singles match as much. This is great. Um... It was everything that you thought it could be. It was more advanced than I thought it was even going to be. While, like, the way they played with pace, the way they told the story of things was coming in there with this, with that bad wrist, and then eventually the cell at the, in the middle of the match and, like, going to the second act where, like, Sabre has the bad knee, he shows it for a split second, and then it, it, tur- it comes up in a big way later in the match. I, It was just great. And, yeah, man, like... This is the technical wrestling I want to see, right? Like, this is the stuff. Like, when I see Danielson do this stuff, when I see Saber, when he's working with Pace, do this stuff, when I see, like, Pete Dunne do do his thing, when I see Shuri do her thing, this is stuff I really enjoy. Like, it's cool when AEW has a huge diet of people, you know, doing the strong strong style exchanges or whatever else and and, and brawling or when they're, like, you know, doing the lucha or whatever else. I do enjoy seeing people, you know, this is a tough white man division match. I do enjoy people being, like, closed in together, locked together, and they're going to have to, like, scrap and strategic use strategy to get themselves out. And I think it tells great stories. And, you know, they saved the big strikes for towards the end, towards the back half of the match. And I thought, like, this is another Sabre classic match. It's another Danielson classic match. And, um, you know, they could do this forever. 
Um, they're just so fucking good, and it, it was just it was it for all the hype for all the people saying that like this wasn't really a dream match. I'm not going to argue with you. I never really thought about like other than like oh it's really cool to see like two best technical wrestlers of a gener- of of this past generation wrestle each other. But I've never been like it's not exactly like it wasn't exactly like Cena versus Rock to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But to see like them do it and then like they give me a match that was that was more more satisfying than I even thought like just on paper you just do the match you know I, I really enjoyed it it was really fun uh, really fun I thought it was one of the better matches of the year really honestly it was awesome yeah I um I had no like real desire or or yearning I know because to, it, it, to it, see know, this or anything I know because I know, you, you know it's it's antithetical to what you want out of pro wrestling. Yeah. yeah, like, you know, but th- I think this ended up a lot more interesting than um, I anticipated. Um, for me, I-, I-, I think they kept the wrist lock porn to a, uh, to-, to a minimum, seemingly. Like, I, I came in kind of like as the match was starting, so I-, I missed the very first, like, exchange or whatever. But I saw enough of the match and- where it was like, yeah, man, they started, like, kicking the fuck out of each other. And it was like, these um portions where it'd be like oh this person made this terrible mistake they're in fuck they're fucking doomed and it might be over now um there's a like the the couple dragon screws that danielson whipped out on saber that i think he intentionally like didn't go all the way on just to kind of fuck with you a little bit make him think he hurt himself cool yeah, heel the, hook. Knee buckle, the knee buckle one was awesome like that was yep. totally intentional but it was like it looked it looked bad because when you've seen people like bu- you know have their ankle you know buckle or whatever else it looked just bad right there was a top rope part where uh where saber was on the top rope uh and they were they were exchanging uh up there i thought it was really cool and then uh the finish kind of came out of nowhere for me um like it was just like two busaiku knees and he kicked out of the first one uh, I thought they could have like probably came up with something, you know, a little bit more there. But um, this whole thing, I it was not a match that would run me off and be like, yo, I'm fucking bored. Like, like it would be like, you know, like Tim Thatcher or something like that. I'm like, all right, man, I'm good, man. I don't, I don't need to see all this, man. Don't, don't none of this actually beat nobody or like. <laughs> this shit don't factor into nothing like or it's not it's not spectacular or whatever like so um i i i enjoyed the uh the hating of nigel mcginnis in this oh match. my god nigel mcginnis all-time Bro, hater shit this nigga stood up on both he was like i think he's about to quit and it was like he stood up to get a better look he was imploring him to quit because of his wife and kids and then um, this and is, is all time hating. And then when he made the rope, Nigel said he's a coward for making the ropes. Yes. Oh my God, what a hypocrite. This is awesome. Like, he he was doing basically like the, the bizarre world version of like what, what uh, Callis used to do during Omega match where like he would just blow Omega. It's like, this man was absolutely hated. Like, nah, man, why why'd you, why'd you even go with that move? That, that move yeah. ain't fly. That, that, it was awesome. This, this was this Nigel's was amazing hater. This was Heenan the Hogan. Like this was really Heenan the Hogan. It was better. Yeah, but like you people know, like, wanna, people, people might not no, want to admit that it nah, was better. I, I don't know. I don't know about that because like he was just so funny. That's, that, that's that, true. that was the thing. That's he true. was so funny. But Rich, like, but what moment I think you there's got? A, there, there's a straight. 
there's like a, a a straight up funniness like that Nigel has going for him. It's like he's dead serious, but it's hilarious. He's in character, Hayden, in like he's not he's not like you know winking at the camera. Or, or like or break you it's know like that man's no no that no that man's trying his best to be impartial but the hate's just 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 falling through yes and look man some of the hate some of the hate that's just stuff, funny as fuck look it's all time i'm not gonna not, but like i can't think of nothing that immediately comes to mind that was better than that man feeling it in the air that this man was about to break, and then that man got up and said, "This is the moment. is my, is my time. I need to get up and get a better look. Forget, forget that damn monitor. I need to see it. I need to see it with my own eyes. I need to see it in color. Fuck that that little box. I need to see it in a panoramic view. Yes, yes. That's what that's what I was doing. I need to see it. I need to see this man be finished in a, in a technical uh, wrestling match by someone superior to him." And that man was so oh so close. And then when that man got to the rope, he said, "You're a coward for for, for, for making the rope. You're a coward <laughs> for persevering." I'm sorry, bro. That was hilarious. Now, Nigel deserves an award for for that performance that night. That's one of the best calls I've heard anyone have in, in years. In years, it was yeah. amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, it was pretty great. Um, like yeah, I would I, love to see the uh, like him Nigel and Danielson have to rewatch that match together and they gotta hear his audio and they can just laugh at the shit he's saying <laughs> I would love nothing more but yeah man um, as you mentioned at the end Danielson is a winning uh, with, uh, with the two bi- uh, uh, bicycle knees and um, great match uh, move on from now I wonder where I wonder you know if there's another match down the line for Ben Dort uh, 3 or, or you know, Saber challenging to a rematch in Japan or England. Okay, like uh, we'll I thought after you know because he grabbed the, he grabbed the uh, that TV title and I was like, nah, you know he's kind of earmarked for, for for Okada at some point. I don't know if you want to do that to Dome or not. So, but we'll see what happens. Either way, it seems he's going to show up somewhere somewhere in New Japan. I can't wait to see that. See Danielson back in New Japan. So yeah, uh, next match after that, the trios match. The Don Callis family of Will Ospreay, uh, Kanosuke Takeshita, and Sammy Guevara versus uh, the Golden Lovers and Chris Jericho. This match is fun, man. This match had a lot of really like cool um, <sighs> ideas and story beats and everything, and like it was just a blast. It's a blast to watch. I don't have a rating for it, but like I thought it was great and I thought it was fun. And like Abushi is rounding this corner. He he looks more like Abushi every time we see him, and you know. There was one botch in this match, but outside of that, like this is the best we've seen out of him so far since he's came back. Yeah, I don't think you can get a more ROPW pilled match if you tried. <laughs> um, six guys I I adore uh, as wrestlers, all different time points in their careers, kind of like you got Osprey to peak his powers to catch their approach in his Kenny, like trying to fight off Father Time, Jericho's, you know. In, in his senior uh, victory lap uh, circuit, I would say Guevara is like, you know, tapping into something. Uh, and then Ibushi is like, you know, it, it's tough with Ibushi because it's like he's he's more of a shadow of him, of his former self. But he's it's just so good to see him. And it's so good to be like, all right, man, just like you want to root for him to regain that form and mm-hmm. like and when he comes out and makes his interest you check and be like man does he look like he's been training a little bit harder you know in this one and i think he did or whatever 
Uh, Kenny did a lot of the 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 work in the ring, like for for that team. Like Jericho was on the apron chilling, and then Abushi wasn't gonna gonna, gonna work the match or whatever Jericho as much. Did, was they, funny. They, like they kept Abushi to like you know just very like basic things. So I don't know if they don't trust him yet or what, but. A um, lot of lot of great exchanges, a lot of lot of heat for Sammy Guevara on this thing. Um, jumping on and off commentary, people still hate Don Cows months later. All this shit has happened. Um, Osprey just kind of shows up here in a workman like state. Comes yeah. out, they give him the the Don Cows interest music. I thought that was a mistake. I think Will needs to be kept special uh, rather than just walking out like one of the crew. Um, I, you know, especially if they came out second, they could have been like, you brought the other two out and then have Don point to the back and then fucking elevated hits and then he gets a big pop. Like, I, I think there's just small things they can do to, to accentuate him even more. Um, and, you know, of course, he shows up, works the match great. Lots of great exchanges with him and Kenny. Yep. Um, him, him and Jericho chopping yep. each other a lot. Abushi. Um, Abushi was fun too, and it was like it reminded me of like you know New Orleans WrestleMania weekend. It was like during that tag, and I was like, I want them to have a singles match so bad. And they open, and they have the opener that Russell came the very next year. Yeah, right. The the yeah, the, 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 the very disappointing four and three quarter star match, Rich. Yeah, I remember that. Like, Damn, oh. they, they couldn't get five. Y'all could, y- Shit, y'all couldn't get five in the opener. Damn, man, what's wrong with y'all? Oh, <laughs> amazing how awesome the two are. Then, um. Uh, Takesha beating the shit out of all of them. Like, um, mm-hmm. probably him and Jericho practicing because there's going to be a Jericho Takesha DDT match. That's right. There's a there's a tag match this week. Is Jericho and Omega against Sammy and Takesha on Dynamite. Um, so that's going to be fun. Um, and th- this thing ends like I thought it could have only ended one way with either Sammy Guevara getting pinned or him doing the pinning. And then they went with the him doing the pinning. Uh, as he pinned Chris Jericho in this, and um, oh, don't forget, don't forget when like <laughs> Jericho does like the oh yes, he the, does the, the, he does the, the spin pose. thing like Guevara, and then Abushi comes behind Jericho, and they do like the Laces guys pose. Oh my god, just and Kota Abushi smiling, which yes. is just like a sight to see. Um, so this, like, like I said, a lot of fun on this one, but still like moving, you know, kind of like this whole story forward. Yeah. Kenny continues to lose on pay per view, struggling yeah. without Callis. Um, I mean, seems like I, I, didn't I, send, I, I didn't send out the video, but I was gonna send out the "You lost, you lost again," but yeah. I didn't. But I, I believe I, I had the thought. Yeah, I think Kenny Omega has lost his last seven pay per view matches in this promotion. Oof. Last win is All Out 2022, ironically. <laughs> so, um, Jericho, yes, uh, Last Saber Jr. brings it up. They did Jericho, he did his kick out at one. You know, he wanted to do yes, it. Yes, he did. I, I fucking howled. I died laughing when I saw that shit. I was like, I was like Jericho, you, you ham. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was like, oh, you get to do your little one count kick out oh okay that's cute chris uh do you do you think do you think before or after the match that uh jericho's like i got something for your ass kenny (laughs) (laughs) 
Like he did that just because he did that just because like it's Omega. Like, I got something for him. I got something for yeah. him. I wonder if yeah. we go back and see if like Kenny laughed at that shit or not. I wonder, bro. Like it, to me, it's funnier. Like that man did that shit unplanned in the middle of man. Oh my man. god, like, that'd, that'd, be way I'm that'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. But um, the Don Callis unit remains strong. Yeah, and these boys still searching for answers. So. Yeah, I, I think I think it's the right call to have them get the win. You know, I'm I'm big on like you have Axe versus each other. The one that needs to win the most for legitimacy should win, unless you have a good reason for, for not doing it that way. So I, yeah, I, I was kind of afraid they were going to beat Sammy. I thought he was only getting Same. added in here to uh, just do a job or whatever. But you got the win. So there was a little bit of foolishness with the finish or whatever, like, and it was like kind of hard to see what was going on, mm-hmm. and um, you know. But before that, I, I liked pretty much all the action in the match. So yeah, same here. F- super, really fun match. Um, when would you do Ibushi versus Takeshi as soon as possible? I mean, <laughs> they've already teased that. You know, that was part of the beatdown with. We guys, we got to go back to that. So last week when when Callis. Dakesta or in Tokyo, and they say we we have we have our own camera crew, uh, yes. and, and we find out it's Kenny Omega's camera crew on his fucking iPhone, whatever. And uh, hey man, uh, I look that was we saw Kenny Omega, you know. Uh, now, as far as Callus and Takesha, I mean, you know, Kenny Omega is a big video game player. You know, who says that he didn't use the power of morphing like Shane Sung to appear different? You know, to, to to these boys. All right, so now you're just doing the whole. This, this is AEW. It's not quite WWE yet. All right, let's <laughs> let's 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 chill. This ain't quite a comic book. Let's yeah, let's bro, relax. I, you know, I you're taking it too far. You know, I, I I we saw Kenny. You know, I, I can't <laughs> verify that they saw him. So you know, so uh, yeah, um, AEW World Tag Team Title Match. <laughs> Yogo, that was AI generated as far as I'm aware. <laughs> That's great. This is what we're doing now. This is what we're doing now. Anyway, uh, so AEW World Tag Team Title Match, FTR versus Aussie Open. Um, this match was very good. It had issues with heat. It had issues as far as like relying too much on beating down FTR. But once it got going to near fall towards the end, it was cooking. But it did have its issues, and maybe it was probably better off if it had went 18 minutes or, or 16 <clears throat> instead of 20-something. You know, I wasn't feeling this match. And I think the crowd wasn't feeling it for whatever reason. Oh, yeah, I feel the crowd like wasn't it. into this. The crowd wasn't into it. I, and like, I, I think it's because of the car out. placement with, with Aussie Open. While people respect them, they're not. They're, they don't have reason to care for them in that way yet. FCR came out kind of a lukewarm response. That's true. Like not not really much there. Um, and you got to think this is months after you know this this. I always feel like things that happen in wrestling that that kind of quote unquote come out of nowhere have been building up. So it's like, all right, you were with CM Punk like a couple months ago, and then you know CM Punk got fired from the promotion, and then people just don't know how they don't know if they want to hold it against you. They don't know if you that, know I, they're just. I didn't like, think about that. That has to be part of it. Yeah, like like they don't know if they're just like, all right, you know that wasn't you, you know, but like the whole thing, like Dax, of course, rubs people the wrong way. 
It did great work on on Collision, but who? Let's keep it a buck. Who was watching that? You know, that was it was happening at a lower profile, <coughs> and it was like, you know, this whole thing kind of built up. I don't even know if I'd go four stars on this. I wouldn't. Um, either. I'd probably go three and three quarters. Yeah, and it was like I just thought they would have like something better, like it, it and it was just like. Yeah. The chemistry wasn't there tonight. I, I'll um, say this, Rich. Did you ever watch their match last year at Royal Quest? New Japan? No, I heard it was great, though. It was kind of the same as this. Really? Yeah, like, I, I didn't like that match that, like that. Like, I thought, I think I may have gave it four flat, and other, other people were giving it, like, four and a half and, and whatever. So I was like, yo, this match ain't even close to, like, those Briscoe matches from, this, from that year. Nah. But people liked it, but I was like... It doesn't really work because like Aussie Open at their best is like they're they're six foot four guys pummeling on you know five nine indie guys that do lucha at their best like especially like the velocities and like you think in theory like if they get their match with their big match with the Young Bucks it'll go off because it's brutes versus you know the Young Bucks but when it's when it's Mark Davis in there who looks like uh, Cash Wheeler if he had eight Cash Wheeler. Right, like, or actually, the joke is more. He looks like in the, the evolved Pokemon version of of, of Cash Wheeler, because he, like he get, then gets like a longer mullet, and the, then he gets the, the mustache, mullet, yeah, and gets yeah. height, yeah. So, um, and the ass, we can't forget that. You know, hey, don't yo. truck gang. That's yeah, that's crazy. Anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> so, so, so. Like they're at their best when they bully people around. Uh, and the thing is, like, FTR at their best is their heels that get the heat. They can get heat put on them and work from underneath, but that's not necessarily their strong suit or what they're meant to do. So, like, a lot big portion of this match was like them getting heat for, or, or sorry, uh, FTR getting the heat put on them for a long, long stretch. And then they couldn't yeah. get the tag. They couldn't tag out for nothing forever. And I was like. This feels like it went like too long, and then once they you know did the switch and it you know broke into a uh, a, a four, uh, you know a four way match, it was like okay this is fun, but it was like there's just something missing. It was almost too little, too late, kind of. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's kind of like a thing where it's like all right, you know, FTR and the Lucha Bros. They never had some, some, the match you think they could have, but it's only been like once or twice. But you feel like you give them more chances, it'll happen eventually. But like they just haven't knocked, they haven't figured out like the perfect meeting in the middle between them. The problem is, like, the Young Bucks don't have these problems. The Young Bucks just, 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 just happen to, for some reason, be able to have match with anybody, and they just go. This is true. Um, and I think that kind of speaks to the Young Bucks' strength in knowing how their size works to their advantage. Like, like all right, we can make Aussie Open look like big great athletes or whatever because like we can just bounce off of them it's it's pretty easy when you think about it but ftr is like it's just different because like what they excel in i think is like the brawl like they're baby faces they're gonna brawl and then they're gonna try to show a lot of fire kind of but the thing is the fire don't hit when the crowd isn't with you so I think you get left kind of just like, oh, what do we do? What do we do? Mm. And it's and you think about their reign now. Quietly, they've cleaned out the division. Quietly. They're going back to the Young Bucks now with FTR. 
that's why I'm pretty confident that they're dropping the belts here. Um, and to be honest, it's time. You know, they, they won these things in the springtime. They went through, uh, had that great, you know, few with, with, with Bullet Club Gold and all that. Mm-hmm. Really, that, that was probably the peak of the reign. Even the Young Bucks match that they had it all in, I think, you know, I, I think they obviously can do another better match, if, and they're probably going to try to do that at full gear. Yeah, I think most people think that's their, that's their worst match. Yeah, so I think it was I, like... Personally, you know, I, I hated that first match they had, but whatever. So, like, with, with, with FTR, like, you know, the rest of the reign, you know, messing around with the guns, th- putting these randoms together, MJF and Adam Cole, work horsemen, like... And they spent a long, a lot of time, like not on TV. So, like, and then the transition to opening up Collision, where they're not working on Dynamite. So these belts have been sent to fucking Saturday. Yeah, yeah, largely for a year. So, yeah. like, I think it's time to, you know, go in another direction here. Yeah. Okay. Now that your points over with, uh, Rich, can I direct you towards the chat? Yes. Yeah. Uh, how do you how do you throw Seamus Noah out of here? what's wrong with you man why would you why would you why would you send this in here to us to see that we're trying to conduct business here man family man anyway let's 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 move on i I want to see if i actually throw him out here just like i I just need him (laughs) to feel some shame that's all no no shame and know it well all right uh next match the main event tnc title match Seth Rich Rogan bring, brings it back. They won the belts in April and they had three defenses by mid July. Yeah. So there was, it took a long time to get this thing going. Let's yeah. move the game forward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, TNT title match, two out of three falls. Christian Cage versus Darby Allen. Um, I thought this match was a blast. I don't have a rating for it because it veered into like, oh, okay. So like, Two out of three falls match normally like adhere to regular rules, but then you're ripping up the ring and you're throwing people into fucking uh uh or ring ring stairs. So like this is a hardcore match all of a sudden. It, it turned into a death match, and I don't know what to do with this and what happened to the ref and what the, and the ref has just 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 nothing. I, I don't know, but like I, I will say it was great. I, I don't, but I don't have a rating for you. I, I have to watch you to give you a rating. I, I, I don't know if you have a rating for it, but like I thought this match was great nonetheless. And um, I thought Christian, this was physically spectacular it worked like a big it wasn't like a normal Darby Allen match where it's like yo he has 12 minutes to like get in and out of this it was this was like feature length extended main event style Darby Allen yep. and it was like it's a little different but you know I was rocking with it Christian this is might be the my favorite Christian match I've ever seen um it's up there it's up there like I'm you know you know I have a sentimental attachment to some of the 2011 stuff he was doing with Randy Orton but mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah it's up there yeah, and, and, and like the thing was, it was just like these guys like were put on last, obviously for a reason, which we'll get to later. Oh, hold um, on, for the record, I think that this match is better than those Randy Orton matches. I don't want to be like, wait, what? What? No, I'm talking about favorite. Which one's better? This is better. Favorite is different. So I don't want to be like, oh my god, he's talking about this Randy Orton match. Whatever, whatever. You know how people are Randy Orton. <laughs> you know. So go ahead, Ray. Sorry. What? Yeah, um, I, I, I think these two, like, really, like, worked hard to make it a unique match that was befitting of the main event. Darby Allen went through fucking hell, which, if you ask me, by the time the t- way this show went off the air, knowing how that was all going to play out, 
I would have never gone to the lens Darby Allen did in this match to to make people remember him. Yeah, but that shit was like, it was like, yeah, man, I'm on last. I'm in my town. i look, y'all, y'all see what this shirt says? One lifetime. Like we we got we got out here. So like this nigga Darby wasn't playing around at all. This is a man who hurls himself off the top of things for fun. Um. He's about to climb Mount Everest. Yeah. Um, say no more on that end. But he, um, you know, I, I guess we should get into the, you know, James mentioned, like, you know, the the deathmatch aspects of it. So, he, you know, he, he sneaks the first fall, like, off this roll-up, like, maybe like six minutes into it. Yeah, because he he does a cool thing. Like, he, he, he tucks up uh christian's t- sleeveless turtleneck which by the way like i said this to uh to jeremy and zach like one asian radio's halloween episode is going to be on the 30th of october uh like your boy will be in a sleeveless turtleneck oh my Just god you know like i am definitely going to like i've been thinking about this for like a month now i was like yeah man like you know i'm right with you know i've, I've always rocked with return that christian and now this is my way to pay it forward like yeah, yeah fully fully in on the game you know just whatever anyway but uh he darby he lifts up uh the turn to cover to to like uh obscure um christian's view and then he ends up uh getting a a, a flash pin and then pinned him and i was like this is this is more stuff I talk about with Darby. Like, he's such a good storyteller. Like, that's just a part of that dude's character, and I'm gonna use it to to, to be a part of your downfall. This is so good. Uh, and then that like that second fall gets set up essentially like to basically be this no rules thing on the low. Right, like, right. he's basically he's gonna win by disqualification or by count out here. So it's like you can use the outside of the ring kind of as a weapon. Right, so they do that, and that's how they. And they as the danger is like, he 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 fucking murdered him. It's right. perfectly acceptable for him not to make the ten count. Right, so it's like, all right, or excuse me, yeah, it was a count out, my fault, not a DQ. Um, and then like while all that shit's happening, like they start doing this stretcher job and shit, and then I see everyone buying it or whatever. I'm like, yes. no, bro. Yeah, I'm yes. like, bro. He's he's doing all this like so he can right. set up the third act because I see him ripping right. up the ring while right. all this is going like, he's on. He might expose four boards. That's that my thought. I was like, I wouldn't pay. I wouldn't even pay attention to that stretch job. That shit was fake. That shit was yeah. fake. Now, good yeah. wrong. Like, I thought that like the whole time as they, as they were teasing the steps thing, I was like, don't do it. This is fucking stupid. Don't do it. Don't fucking do it. And then put they, him down. And, and then they did it. I was like, you fucking idiots. I can't believe you did this. And then they showed a replay. I'm like, crazy. did Darby's head hit the floor? And I still can't. I, I haven't looked back uh, enough times to see if he did. But I, I, there's a question whether I did. I was like, this is so fucking dumb. And you know, I always worry about Darby with this stupid shit. It was like, bro, you're going to fuck around and not be able to get up one of these days with the stupid shit you be doing. So I was like, God damn, you're dumb. And then, yeah. you know, he, Christian then starts, you know, exposing or rip, tip, rip up the canvas. I was like, oh, he's about to expose the floorboards. So, like, I'm that, that whole. You know, that whole stretcher job thing. I'm like, oh, it's fine. They would he wouldn't be doing this if that shit was, you know, if he was actually okay. So it's fine, whatever else. And then the match so goes, and it's and then it turns into started. just nastiness. Yeah, frog splash off the top. Yes. on the stretcher. All time Christian. All time Christian moment. All time. This man said, yeah. "I don't give a fuck about you. I will hit this frog splash while you getting stretched off." That it needs to be memed. It needs to be used in rotation. Yeah, all time. Um, 
and then you know from there it breaks out a lot of bumps on the on the floorboard and all that. Nick Wayne's mom is is ringside. She's antagonizing Christian most of the match. Threw water, uh, on. Threw water on him. Uh, basically saying, hey, "Calm that shit down." Uh, I wanted a slap. Were you disappointed? You never got a slap. Yes, I wanted a slap too. Any chance he didn't get a slap because that might be his last concussion? You know what? That could be it. But um. Yeah, step, like uh, look, you you think Christian want to take a step here, man? Slap? Absolutely not. Yeah, he'll be he'll never wrestle again. Absolutely not. Um, so this whole thing ends with like he's like, all right, fuck it, I'm gonna get the CNT belt and uh, and finish the job. After they did the ref bump with uh with uh Bryce Winsberg, yeah, right. Yeah. <clears throat> so I saw this ref bump and I was like, fuck, because I was like, bro, like this match is incredible by this yeah. point. And I'm just like, yo, this is crazy. Then Nick Wayne comes out, steals the belt. Uh, his friend, his mom, runs around the loops all the way back around, and I'm like, "Whoop! The t- the time has arrived." Like I predicted, Nick Wayne was going to turn on September 27th uh, in a group chat. Um, all this this made all the sense in the world. It did. Um, <laughs> and for as much as it was like fuck, like there's there's a couple other things you know we're gonna get to it, but. He loops all the way around, standing side by side with Darby. You guys have seen the setup a million times before. Fucking clobbers this man with the TNT belt. Uh, Nick Wayne turns. Christian was like, oh, I guess I'll just take this here pin. Pins him. And then they start kicking the shit out of Darby Allen. I'm like, did they really do this to this man in his hometown like this? Like I was like, what the fuck? Like, like and I was like, and yeah. All you, the- and all you waiting for is like, you waiting for is like, and I saw it. I was like, is he gonna get fucking saved by Edge? I was just like, oh, oh my god! Like, I, I was gonna get my joke off, but you were now say like, at that point in time, Darby's out here looking like Warm G at the beginning of Regulator. She's like, I can't believe, I can't believe it's happening in my own hometown. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> if I had wings, I would fly. Yeah. <laughs> and then Sting walks out to make the save. I'm like, all right, Steve Mason saves. So, like, I'm like thinking maybe there's no edge. Maybe there's no edge. Please but don't be edge. And then Lucasaurus is coming down there. They're beating the shit out of both of them, laying the fucking boots to them. All of a sudden, lights go off. Thought it was Sabu. It was not. Um, Then a fucking video plays. And I'm just like. There's a video? Yeah, yeah. They play like a 30-second video. Video was pretty cool. Showed Edge like driving a car or whatever, and it was almost like he was driving through like a city or whatever. Like, and they shot it at night. It was tight, actually. Um, so all this is happening in real <clears throat> as, as like Darby is laying there bleeding out. It's black or whatever. Like it's, it's they, black, black on the arena. So Darby's there bleeding out, but the cr- but the crowd can't see it, so it's out of sight, out of the mind. Okay, right. that's and, and it's basically and it's basically like show the video or whatever because you had got up and left at this time, right? Oh, buddy, I didn't even know. I didn't even know about this thing. Shit, after after they beat Darby and pinned him after that long <laughs> ass uh, three count, I got up from where I was and headed home. I was like, nope, this will take me fifteen minutes to get home, <laughs> so I'm gonna go ahead and uh, do it now. So, um, from there, they're like, you think you know him, not you think you know me. It's you think you know him, and then as music hits. Or excuse me, Adam Copeland's music yes. is the rated R superstar. Yeah. How does so, they, how does WWE like just 
they 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 brand all this stuff and then they lose and they don't even bother to re up on their trademarks. Bro, they be lacking. They be lacking. They, bro, this radar superstar star shit. Apparently, they haven't held the trademark on that since 2020. That's crazy. So, um, now Edge comes out, hits the poses, runs around, and all this sure other did. shit. Let the power off. Let all the power off. No, not um, not a dud in sight. That shit made sure to go off. Meanwhile, yep. the, the biggest blow off match in the history of the company. We ain't had no way to check it. There was no way we could foresee such a thing. When Cody come out with enough pyro to blow up an unincorporated town, it goes off every single time. I want justice for John Moxley. I want justice for Kenny Omega. And I want justice for Eddie Kingston. This is bullshit. I need one of these niggas catch a dud. Why are they only ones to catch duds? Bro, I would, if I was one of those three, I would want to fade with the pyrotechnic operator every time. Like one of these days, you're gonna have to give me the fade. Like just just once. Like you have to pay. Like, but Edge comes out, jumps in the ring, and Nick Wayne hands him the chair. Like, hey man, you with us? Obviously, you you with Christian, right? You Christian's homeboy. And he's like, kind of playing, like, yeah, you know, I'm here with you guys or whatever. And then you know he has the chair up, like he's gonna give Darby the concerto or whatever. And then he loops around, swings on Nick Wayne. Christian rolls out the ring immediately. He's like, fuck this. Um, and then he hits uh, Luke Source with a spear. Gets the boys out of there, essentially. Helps Darby up. Then they, you know, basically, oh, my God, Adam Cole in his hair and all this other stuff. And um, by this why, time, why I was. Why are you making this caliber sound like this? It's just a default. Okay. Setting. I just like, um, hey, you know. But what I, I was looking at Darby at this time, right? Darby had been down for so long, and then this like, way. bro, and then like he lost the match, hometown, yeah, yeah. for the belt, this and then way. like all this shit is like, yep, all this is just they stole the main event for an Edge debut, right? And then I'm yeah. like, I just start like thinking it, to myself, I'm like, what if Nick Wayne just decided to be a be an honorable person and not turn heel? Like, yeah. does Edge just never yep. come out? Yeah, like. <laughs> I know right. you're not supposed to think about these things. No, but like, you should. It's like, you absolutely should. Because it's like, first off, in reality, Danielson should have been made inventing. Like, if you're going to if you're gonna have three hometown people in a pay-per-view in matches, the one that loses should not be the fucking main event. That's dumb. But because Adam Copeland is all elite. That justifies it being the main event, even though it should not be the main event because the hometown person is losing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I guess it was and just it, such a big, it was just such a big thing, and it's like it's killed social media all day. I think it's like over a million on YouTube on the views and stuff like that. Like, and it's good, a lot. cool. Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not. It's I'm a not, lot. I'm like, not going. I'm not up or it. I'm not like disparaging Christian or, or Edge coming. Sorry, Adam Copeland coming in AEW. Like you know me, I like I like Edge. Adam Copeland. We'll do the Edge talk in a minute. Like yeah, the, um, yeah. yeah. But the thing for me was just like first things first. The main event match was Christian versus Darby Allen. You beat Darby Allen in his hometown. And the only reason why you're doing it is to justify and put in the main event at that is to justify that Adam Copeland is then coming out, which is like, this is the fundamental stuff that used to hate. This exposes the business. It's like, I'm not going to, maybe I'm not going as far as you unless you want to explain on, uh, expound on that. But like, for me, it's just like, I, 
they Sami Zayn him. They put him in his hometown and then beat him. And there's no need to do it. You know, I think that Sami Zayn thing was a hundred times worse because it wasn't like Darby Allen was being propped up as the hottest thing in the industry. Like, <laughs> like I don't think like like Darby Allen didn't lose because of himself. He he did get fucked. <laughs> like if Darby Allen lost because of himself, like I'd be with you. There's a little, you know, there are loose ends you can pull on there, but I I just don't I don't get the idea of the hottest person in the match is in the main event and they lose in their hometown. I'm just, I'm just not going to nah, man, I'm never going to be okay with that. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, obviously they should have never done. The answer is they should have never done Sami Zayn versus uh, Roman Reigns. Unless you're going to give Sami the belt and have Roman win it back a week later or whatever else. But, uh, that's beyond, we're past that now. Uh, like, but they should have never been Darby Allen in this spot. And, like, it reminded me a lot of, like, WrestleMania 35 when we were like, okay, either Kofi's going to get screwed or Becky's going to get screwed or Seth's going to get screwed. And I remember going into it like, somebody has to get screwed. And like, everybody feels that someone's going to get screwed here because it can't just be on the biggest show of the year that, like, all the good guys go over and it's a happy, joyous night of pro wrestling after we've got our teeth kicked in for 364 days out of the year. We can't have our one day of the year where every all the good guys get their get, finish their stories have their happy endings. No, oh, can't, can't happen. WWE actually let everybody fucking win. AEW said, nah, 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 nah. You know, somebody's getting fucked here. And I was like, man, I, I that that stinks. It, I was like, just do the clean sweep. If if y'all can do a dynamite where the Dark Order does a clean sweep, then I'm sorry, you can also have a clean sweep for, for Seattle or Washington State or whatever you want to fucking call it. Like, I'm sorry. I just, it just, I think... I don't think I don't think it killed the town. I'm not doing that. I don't think it killed the town. But like I I think that like you you have a great moment for the area if you have them all three win and then you can come back, you know, at a later time and have like one of them win a big title match. I just thought they, I just thought it was wasteful in that way. Whereas like you're just gonna add you're gonna make one of them a failure for no reason. For no good reason. Yeah, uh, it's just undone so, so simply for me. Like, if Nick Wayne just doesn't turn, (laughs) nothing, none of this ever happens, right? Don't get me wrong. I like that part of it because it's like, you just, wait a second, this dude, him and and Swerve, AR Fox and Swerve, like, basically almost killed me. And, like, you're forgiving him on my behalf? What? Like, fuck you. What about my, what about, what about me, right? Um... So yeah, I, 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 like all that works. I just wish he didn't pull the trigger on that right now, you know. And like, if you're gonna, and obviously he's like, well, we want Christian to retain because we're probably gonna do Christian versus Adam Copeland or whatever else. Like, let's find a way to get a, be able to have a um, an excuse for for Darby. That's the excuse to do. I just like for me is like just. I don't like I don't I don't like being Darby in, in Seattle like that. I just don't. I just don't. I think that's fun. I think that's the most important thing, and that's and you fumble the most important thing. So, Adam Copeland in AEW. Um, I'm not no Edge fan. Um, not an Edge we, head. No, not at all. Um, well, I mean, after this, after that last run, yeah, like buried him fifty feet under the earth uh, during that last run in WWE. Um, you know. 
we've we've obviously been over the the metrics, the money not drawn, the the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame uh, percentage dropping, um, the lack of quarter hour movement or you know things like that. But maybe this is how he was deployed. Um, he's going to be working a lot more in AEW. He's going to be more of a regular character. He um, dropped a big statement about it. And he was in the po- post-show press conference saying all the right things. Uh, this his, He has a much better professional reputation than um, CM Punk, Absolutely. who essentially is the Absolutely. guy he's he's sliding in to replace. Uh, you know, probably on the payroll, too. <laughs> um, and There's no way he's making money to CM Punk. It can't be. I mean... If we're talking about the salary slot, like Edge is, just, you know, he's, he's sliding in there. He's getting whatever. some of that like, CM Punk money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he ain't getting like, all of it. But, um, you know, this guy's highly spoken of. Yeah. A, lot, a lot of people like him. A lot of people influenced by him. He's a good guy, everyone says. And, yeah. Um, you know, this guy has had to watch his best friend be critically acclaimed almost for two years at this point. Yep. I feel like Edge wants some of that. And oh, yeah. Remember remember how he, he was getting upset at us for, for not liking some of his matches? I do. Not, um, not, not, no, no. Let me rephrase it. Like, remember, like, remember the keywords on that. Some of his matches. Some other matches we thought were great. And then he ain't say shit, but some of the matches we thought that some of the matches that weren't good that we said were bad, he, he did not like hearing that. He did not. Yeah. Um, and I think much in the way Christian came in to where it was like, yeah, man, I'm coming in low stakes. I was just like wrestle Frank Kazarian, you know, for in a 20 minute opener and do these things and kind of peak, you know, he peaked last night, I think in AW, like Christian. That's, yeah. That was his best. Man and, AW. and like, he's been on a, a, a incline pretty much the whole time. Just like with the, with the turn was great. Yep. You know, the stuff with Jungle Boy and, yep. and like, you know, all this stuff is like kind of just worked out for him. A lot of stuff broke right for him. Now, with Edge, it's like he does not have the pressure to be this all time legend. He does not have the pressure to be this genius wrestler who's just better than everyone and, and marketed as such, kind of. Um, he does not have the pressure to to be just this this guy that everybody remembers from back in the day or whatever like he jumps to AEW and it's like what does he look like under low stakes that's actually kind of interesting like like because i don't think any of us are demanding for him to be one of the five best wrestlers in the promotion like that's not that's not like happening here like (laughs) i mean to be honest i don't know who the fuck was asking to do that in wwe either because he wasn't that either but they were they were, but they were pushing them like you know, they like were, Yo, you're gonna they were, they're, they're, they you're gonna win the Royal Rumble. You're gonna have all these fucking great matches. You're gonna have we're gonna give you like 35 fucking minutes at a time and all this stuff like that. It's like no man, like pull, pull reel this shit back. Like what does he look like under a different thing? Like we know right. you like to bleed. You're a deathmatch guy. He's gonna obviously probably do better here. Yeah, uh, in AEW, then in you know, obviously in WWE, like <clears throat> we'll have more creative I, control or more creative freedom, at least. Yeah, more creative freedom. I I think there's a path, you know, to success for him in AEW yeah. where it will be easier with lower stakes, kind of. Yeah, and 
there's just less pressure on them. However, I, I do not like. I am not excited about Edge. Like, I like if I never saw another Edge match, I I don't think I would like. I would be sad or anything. I'd be mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, yeah, he gave us plenty of his career. Thanks, like or whatever. But um, he wants to keep going, and you know, who am I to tell this dude to lay it down or whatever? Like, yeah. and you know, there's a lot of people upset about this man for jumping ship and uh people that were just like man I swore to god edge was was theirs for life news flash these wrestlers do not belong to y'all man like <laughs> like like i don't i i take no no i do not rejoice in, in picking edge up this isn't casting hiko nakajima walking in the door mm-hmm. but tony khan did say he has interest in yeah uh in the press scrum this is not that where me i'm about to start celebrating all that but it's like you gonna give me a chance to laugh at these these maniacs i will take it it's always so weird it's like did you you know i often talk about this when they talk when we talk about you know the way NBA basketball is covered. Uh-huh. And it's like, do y'all even like do y'all even like the players? Or do y'all just want do y'all like the gossip in like the transactional, like pseudo G fantasy GM aspects of the of moving these assets and pieces around and, and, and you know that kind of stuff. It's like, do you actually enjoy like turning on a game on a Tuesday, like illegally, right? Or if you got the or if you got the package or whatever else. Like, do you enjoy actually watching this stuff? Do you enjoy actually, like, the people um, that bring you the memories from watching this pastime? And so for me, it's like, when people do the whole, like, I can't believe this person left to go to here, I'm always like, so you didn't actually really like them. Because if you did, this wouldn't bother you. Like, you don't have no, you know, like, those memories that you have with them in this promotion, those n- nothing changed. That stuff still all happened. So what's the problem? They they left the dude have memories elsewhere. That's weird. Yeah. So man, this one this one was like you know twenty five years of Edge. Edge one of the most pushed guys in WWE. Th- I think he won more championships than anybody um in wwe in their history or whatever but like the possessiveness over edge while dolph ziggler was just fired unceremoniously right for for just loyalty for years and years of wwe and it's like y'all just like well that's just the cost of doing business and it's yeah. like it like it's uh, it's okay it, it's it's a team shit it's, it's room for laundry it's like it's okay if the team makes a decision to part ways, but it's not okay for the player to make decisions to part ways. And that, I've always hated that shit. I've always hated that shit. As long as you know me, I've always been like, why? What is? Why is this this one way street? And it's only like a transactional. This is this relation where it's like, what can you do for me, or what can you, what can you bring me? And then if it's if the other side wants anything of it, then it's like, nah, man, you out of pocket. Like I hate this shit. And it's like it is. This. It only comes down had, to being like the, y'all don't, elite, y'all actually like it. Y'all actually like these people. Had, had the elite jumped to WWE, I would not have been happy for a multitude of reasons. Um, right, I would have not been happy off the off the sense of does this mean like AEW is going to go go down and be in jeopardy? Like I, we don't know if nothing's going to happen to WWE at all. Right, right, 
Right. Like, but like that would be my only issue with like them leaving. But that's like that's not an issue that like I lay at the feet of them and I wish them the worst. It's like, yeah, man, that kind of sings that you're leaving because it's all elite wrestling and now it's no elite wrestling. It has to be NEW. Uh, and now, you know, and now it's like, oh, now it's, it's all MJF in, MJ, in the MJF first. I kind of wish y'all stayed because I want to watch y'all. <laughs> but, but, but it's not like, but it's like, nah, man, if you want to go out there and do, I want to see Romarines, I want to see Romarines uh, have a five-star match one, one day eventually. I like to see him and, I like to see him and Kenneth get, get it down, get down. Yeah. Let, let's see, let's, I want to see that. So, yeah, um, that wouldn't have bothered me. Uh, also, also the part when they, like they left is like I don't think they would I think they would have fucked the Young Bucks over immediately. I, I like I do not I do not I do not like the future prospects of, of the Young Bucks in a, in WWE. So that's nothing where I'm worried like oh so you're going over there and like they're not going to use you the way that you would like to be used. That that's not, but but buddy that's that's not a good idea. It's not a good idea. Yeah, so yeah. but like but, but as far as that, like if y'all want to make that decision, good for you. Good, that's what you're gonna do. Like you see me out here with Gargano, I'm just like all right, man. All right. Yeah. This edge thing is like brought out like like the comment sections, man. Like this is not like your normal like, yeah, man. Somebody jumps on another promotion, and you know, obviously there's there's idiots. It's like, nah, is, man. Is this like the, the one that hurt edge, most is Jericho? Edge hurts them bad. I don't know what it is about Edge, right? A lot, a lot of nostalgia for the ruthless aggression, SmackDown Six. You know, Edge is right. All this time we wasn't watching the Brood, whatever, right? Like a lot of nostalgia tied up to Edge TLC. or whatever. Like, and, and and you know him winning the world title on Saturday night or Friday nights, whatever the fuck on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. All those times, but man, I'll tell you this about about Edge. I started hearing this stuff. Maybe like a year and a half ago that he was not long for WWE. This is, I feel like, pretty easy to follow if you think about a lot of Edge's career. Someone that was around him his whole career and was a senior to him and never really worked with him was Triple H. So, is this like a Triple H and Chris Jericho situation? I'm not saying that. It's not to that extent, right? But when Triple H was on top, who was the next guy that was coming up? It was tall, long blonde hair, in shape with the body, good looking to the women. Edge was a threat to Triple H back in the day. Kept him on the other show. They only worked with each other, I want to say, maybe one time. I feel like Edge is a Vince guy. You know, Triple H is, you know, in charge now. They didn't really have a ton for him to do these last, you know, years. Like, you know, they well, did the well, what weird. Do you mean? What do you mean? They gave him a, well, what do you mean? Rich, they gave him a faction and they kicked his ass out of his own fucking faction. And now they're the hottest thing, they're the second hottest thing in the promotion right now. I'm just saying, I, I'm I'm just, I'm just pulling on threads from his career that maybe can explain this move to people that no, feel no, like it's I, out no, of nowhere. I'm adding into you. I'm adding into your point. Like they're like, "Hey man, you're doing something real cool. How about we just take it from you and kick your ass out of it?" Like what the fuck? Yeah, they used them four <laughs> times this year, right? And the the guy clearly wants to do more. He's going to be doing more or whatever. So it's like. You know, he said he outgrew WWE. Those are nice terms. Obviously, this this was happening the whole time. Edge is a known liar. Um, you know, especially like when 
<laughs> and I don't say liar as in like this bad thing. It's no, like, nah, no, man. Like Edge like comes out here, and, and this man will like like people will ask him about these reports, and he'll act like you know he's never he's just so offended. Someone asked yeah. him about no, but you said this to me on the or yesterday, and I was like, but if he's a wrestler, they're all known liars. Why? Why is it? Why is his lies more egregious than anybody else's? Ain't like he lying like he Hogan. Right, like I'm like, look, man, like they get that man that nice send off in Toronto and all this shit, like, bro, like with Edge, like the next AEW go back to Toronto, that that Edge Edge was gonna ring off. I'm, I'm gonna say that, but um, they gave him the send off against Sheamus, right? Yeah, and I saw that video and uh, this whole whole bunch of weird reports. I'm like, bro, none of this shit says this man is done wrestling. He's not mm-hmm. saying, like, bro. If he was quitting, he would say, I'm retiring. He doesn't said that once. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. There was a lot of denial, I think, with people just, just not thinking it was living fairy fairy tale land, make believe. Remember remember Moxley Rich? It was a thing. Yeah. It and Moxley's like it's kinda like Edge, like with that weird, you know, how when like, hey, he left. It's over. Like you lost. Like it's the same it's not like like Edge hasn't like like Edge was almost as nice to them as possible, like right. on the way out. Like right. with like that, that that four tweet thread, his scrum with Tony Khan. We'll see what happens when he gets to talk as Jericho. T- we'll we'll see what happens. You right? told me that there was a four tweet thing, and I was like, I didn't read all that, man. Yeah. Like cause, cause you were like he's trying to like he's trying to do the apology thing. I was like, bro, these people ain't gonna forgive you. They don't see you as a human being. They see you as a yeah. they see you as a device. They see you as a tool. So that's, it's like, nah, it man. Was. Like you can do it all you want to, but like the people that you you try to get off your case, they're never gonna off your case because yeah. like you left their team voluntarily. You're supposed you're supposed yeah. to be cut. The only way you're yeah. allowed off the team is if to be is if you get cut. That's it. Yeah. So like you know, part of me is like, yeah, man. Let's see what let's see what he has, right? But then other part of me is like, oh, I ain't never really like loved Edge like that, like except like back in the day or whatever. But it's like. There's plenty of people for him to wrestle that he's never yeah. wrestled before. He's never yeah. been out of WWE. Um, do, do I would I like to see what him and Kenny looks like? Sure. Let, let's see. Let's see. Look, if Kenny Omega gets five stars out of Edge, I'm coming on here and slandering Seth Rollins immediately. Immediately, I'm logging in One Nation Radio. Uh, welcome to the show, Rich. Well, I see that fucking Seth Rollins like <laughs> smoking on this pack. Like, <laughs> but um. <laughs> Yeah, there, there's a lot for him to do. There's, there, there, you know, there's a lot for everyone it. to do. That's that's kind of the problem. Like, there's too many fucking wrestlers to begin with. Like, look, the thing for me with Edge is like, you know, I, for those that have listened to the show over the last three years, you, y'all would know that I am far more favorable to Edge than than Rich is. Um, I actually like Edge. So, um, the thing for me is he comes in and like, as you mentioned, this needs to be low stakes. Like, this should not be under any like. Um, like any other any thought that like coming in he's here to be a top star in the company no like you may be able to predict yourself as that because you were a big star over there or whatever else but like he needs to come in and he's do jobs to to people he's in programs with like he shouldn't be trying to be you know kept undefeated for six months to lead to a title match for mjf get the fuck out of here that should not happen um, there's a guy that came back to the place that he was most, that he did his whole career with and did, and did not move, not one fucking metric. That sucks. 
it stinks. Obviously, the, uh, when he came back, it was a bad situation. He came back the day that Kobe Bryant died. The, the world stopped. Right? Yes. I, like, I, I'm glad you brought that up because, like, that scarred his entire return for me because, like, I didn't even watch the show. I just mm-hmm. heard, oh, Edge is back. Great. Kobe Bryant's still dead. What, is, is that going to bring him back? Bro, no. I was watch- oh, I, I watched that whole show over at uh, – where were we? I want to say we were either at – I think we were either at – we were at Josh – second Josh's. Or maybe Dan's. I can't remember. But, like, I was just watching. I was, like, numb. It's like, why am I even here? <laughs> what am I doing? I'm watching fucking pro wrestling when, like, one of, one of my favorite athletes of all time just fucking died in a helicopter crash with his daughter at random. The fuck? Why am I here? Am I just here because like I don't want to? I want to get my mind off it. I don't. I don't know. What am I doing anyway? So, um, yeah, man. Just uh, he comes in here. Like I still believe that I still believe in Edge and his ability to cut promos. Obviously, it didn't work with some of the stuff he was doing uh, WWE. Obviously, with the you know the almost Clint Eastwood esque like you know. Talk to the <laughs> talk to the empty chair thing. Sure, turn the, the lights chair. off and here yeah, it is. Yeah. Put the spotlight on myself. Yeah, uh, yeah like obviously that's not that doesn't that's not really going to fly in AEW. That's not how they do things. But like obviously he's still a very talented talker and character and still malleable enough to be able to add new wrinkles, whatever else. When you went back to the brew stuff, for example, Judgment Day stuff, for another example. So like he is able to move off stuff if it doesn't work. He's that creative a guy. So for me, it's like all right. I think this dude can still do quality television, so bring him in. Cool. I think that he can still have good matches with people, with new people. Still, bring him in. Like I think he still do have good programs, good TVs, and good matches with people. So cool. But like the second you start trying to say put him towards a, or or if, if they ever think of getting the the thought of like let's put him at make him a singles champion, or put him in the singles championship scene outside of like just beat just to, for a defense to beat him. I'm I'm just gonna be like nah man, that's too far. That's too far. Yeah. He because he, he's not gonna move a metric. He's not gonna move a single thing for you. And this is like at the expense of and and and, 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 and and this is at the expense of bringing him in to save somebody who actually does do metrics move metric for you in, in Darby. So I was like nah man, like if if this is if it's go, if it's gonna be one thing, I'm cool with. It. If it turns to something else, I'm going to be annoyed. Yeah, and the, the, I said it on the show maybe a week or two ago. The answers are in your youth, AW. The answers are not in early 2000s WWE, late 2000s WWE, mid 2010s WWE. Like the answers are not there to make your company bigger and, and make your p- fan base more passionate and all that. Those guys can help, right? They can they can help, right. you know, hold helps. hold some things Mozzie together helps. or whatever. Jericho helps. But the answers are in your future. Swerve, yeah. Hangman, Jay White, MJF. Like, keep Adam going Cole. with those guys. Adam Cole. Like, keep going with the the 30-year-old, like, the, the sub-33-year-old crop or whatever. Takeshita, you know, Sammy Guevara. Like, these are the guys, like, and it's and it, like, and don't lose sight of that. Darby, the pillars, of course. Like, you know, like. Don't lose sight of those guys or whatever, and I I feel like they're. they're I don't they're think in good they are. Shape. I don't think they are. Yeah. Like I, as, as good as as good as these shows have been, post the punk stuff. I think they know where where I think they know what they're what to rely on. I'm not concerned as far as that. I'm just saying like 
don't go out here thinking that like you gotta find a replacement for CM Punk because it is because like these collision ratings have shown you don't need a replacement for CM Punk. You just needed mother you just needed like motherfuckers that want to work with a CM Punk after CM Punk oh, showed his it. ass. But CM Punk showed his ass. People didn't want to work with him no more, and it led to y'all having to segregate these uh, uh, segregate the roster, and it ended up being fucked up. All right, and I and I think people will want to work with Edge. So like, right. We won't have those issues. That I think the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's all I got on that. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, in general, really good show. Uh, obviously, is not as good as um, as fucking All Out was. All Out's one of the better shows ever. But um, this is still a very, very, very good show. Gosh, fucking, it's a great show. Having the three three best matches, like. You have matches that good. You have a show with three matches that damn good. It'll be hard, and nothing's like awful. It'll be hard pressed to not call it great. So yeah, great show. Yeah, man. Did you want to do the five star talk tonight or hit the <sighs> wrap up? Nah, man. We'll do it uh, next week. I mean, I could do right. something like for five minutes right now, and then we say we talked about it just for people. Like, um, it was a weird show for me because obviously, you go the last two years, you go into the five star Grand Prix. And um, you're expecting just a slate of just incredible matches up and down and then an incredible final. And um, because of the injuries, the late injuries, like three of the best matches out of the of the final block stuff and again thrown up in smoke. Like Kamatani, Suzuki is supposed to be the final night. Went up in smoke the second that Kamatani uh-huh. dislocated her elbow. So, Kamata- so Suzu is in the pre-show battle royal. So uh, you're supposed to get Starlight Kid versus... Mayu Iwatani, the annual tradition of can Starlight Kid finally get this win over Mayu. Starlight Kid is hurting her ankle. Mayu gets thrown into the pre-show battle royal. She takes like one bump the whole battle royal. Anyway, uh, Utami versus Julia, the, the biggest match that they have like protected and have not had any, and I had them two touch in a singles capacity. Uh, yet, Utami has a cervical hernia and I'm sorry, like to hear She's out with a cervical hernia. I would not expect, oh, she'll be back next weekend, but she was uh-huh. only out. She's going to be out. She was out this weekend and she'll be back next weekend. So that Julia ends up in the pre-show battle Royal. Um, so you have three matches that all could have, you know, easily gotten four to four stars. Just off, just taken off the table for you. Um, so they had to close it out with, um, those final seven matches. And, um, the card was really good, but it wasn't like when you go and went into it the last two years it was like, this is going to be a show of the year contender, like the like last two finals were, and um, ultimately, I thought Micah w- uh, was the MVP of last night, or, or I'm sorry, of the weekend for Stardom, where she you know has the match with Mariah, great match, and then has the final match with with Suzu, and is great as well. Um, I thought it was kind of bittersweet in telling, and I felt bad for her that like she's in the ma- she's in the final, the crowd's happy she's in the final. They're rooting for her to win the final. She gets in trouble. The crowd is chanting for her like crazy to win. And then Suzu wins anyway. And the crowd, I don't know if they, I don't remember if they groaned or not, but they were like, okay, whatever. She won. Um, And it's like, you know, Suzu is going to, if Suzu didn't win here, she's going to win one of the next five years. Given the situation with the injuries on the roster and everything, given uh, that they wanted to continue with the generational struggle thing, that's the reason why Micah made it. And uh, Suzu also made it as a replacement for Utami in Kamatani in the final. 
there's never going to be a better, there's never going to be another time where you could have pulled the trigger and actually given Mike one of these. And like, either way, either way, whether it's Suzu or it was Micah, neither one of them is going to mean a damn thing for trying to sell tickets to the Sumo Hall show at the end of the year. So you could have given this to Micah just to give it to her as Accolade said she's done it. And they I said, was, it, look, with Suzu anyway. and James, to my knowledge, they are not saving the title match for the end of the year. This title match is happening in like November. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, the title that. match is happening on the next like show or some shit like. Well, that. not the next show, the one after that. Yeah, yeah. Because the translations, I was worn up. I haven't looked at like the translations over, but like she did, she did mention something about. A, I think she mentioned Osaka. Mm-hmm. Um, or whatever else, but like you know, uh, Sumo Hall is December 29th, just as, as Dream Queen as, as it was the last two years or three years. So yeah, um, yeah. Uh, if they don't do it, they're cool. But, you know, given that Suzu beat Tam in the Grand Prix, it was like, I was kind of surprised that she won. It was like, okay, leaving out of this, like, she beat the champion. She also won it. She didn't necessarily have to get it or whatever else, but whatever, that's her choice. Like, Suzu was going to win it one day or another, one day or one year or another anyway, so whatever, she did it here. Um, the crowd wasn't mad at her. They just wanted Micah to win. Um, and like, don't wrong, like, the match was great. Best match of the show, I think, in my opinion. And, um, she had a spectacular finish. Like, she had to hit the corkscrew, uh, press, like the Tyler Bate deal, uh, to get the win. Yeah, yeah. So it was really cool. Um, and yeah, like, <laughs> it's a really fun show. Really fun show. It went by so fast because the matches were gone. And the way they did it was like, because, you know, normally it's like a four hour show. Well, you know, it's only, you know, 10 matches plus the finals, 11 matches. This was, you know, eight matches. And then, like, they didn't even do, like, the post, like, post-championship celebration where, like, they do, like, the trophy stuff for, like, the tournament. Like, you know, best match of the block, best match of the other block, uh, best technique, strong fighting spirit. They didn't even do those trophies. They was like, Suzu got handed the trophy, she went up the thing, or sorry, she got the trophy, they fired off the confetti, she went up the ramps, left, and then that was the end of the show. We're not sending nobody out for anything, it's over, fuck it. I was like, that's interesting. And like, the show ended like, uh, two and a half, like just under three hours, like probably like two hours and 50 minutes, and normally it would have been a three hour show, or a four hour show, and like, I had my whole weekend planned out around like, you know, that whole thing, like, I had to, I had an 8.30, uh, I was going to the gym at 8.30, I was like, alright, go to 8, I'm set up for 8.30, knowing this thing starts, I'm gonna go ahead and wash it, I'm gonna get up, wash this thing, take my ass to the gym, and then not to be too much time between, like, the show and the gym to where, like, I fuck around and fall asleep and then miss going to the gym, but they ended up showing up so early, I was like, fuck, let me set an alarm, just in case. Luckily, I didn't go to sleep, but, yeah, it was, um, it was still a very, very good show. Like, uh, Micah and, and, um, and Mariah was really great. Micah, like you mentioned, Micah ends up uh, pinning Mariah. She, she has a white belt match in her back pocket if she still chooses. Um, they, in the opening match, they sent off uh, Mariah by having Hannon beat Mariah with a roll-up. Um, all-time meme of Waka on commentary with, like, tears the size of, of I don't know, the size of basketball screaming down her face and Mariah's leaving. Um, Dan Coffin beat me to the point to the punch to use that. I'll never forgive him for that one. But yeah, it was it was a real fun show. And um 
interested to see like next we can already have a, a pay per view set with like Nasco versus Tam for the for the red belt. Um, so like, but the undercard is actually like pretty pretty uh, stacked up. So is like, that, is, is this Velquez revenge? You can call it what he wants to. He knows he, is, he knows is, is, is the time. Yeah. Yeah, all these big shows at the end of the year, yeah, it's time to put NASCAR over to start selling these tickets to Tsuma Hall. <laughs> sure. And look, and look, to be fair, with NASCAR, because NASCAR Azuki match is damn good. Um, NAS, like, if we had, like, a comeback wrestler of the year or most improved wrestler thing, one of these days we'll come up with one of those to try to have a positive award as opposed to us being snarky assholes. But like NASCAR should be nominated for like comeback wrestler of the year. To be honest with you, this year like look, man, she look. You do you like to pull up the 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 evil Watanabe G one run versus the the NASCAR tour G one or uh, Grand Prix run because the NASCAR tour one smoked uh, evils. I would rather pour bleach in both my eyes. But in general, like, just get to it, like, so we finish off. Like, the Grand Prix this year had the highest floor of any, like, Grand Prix I've ever seen, easily. Like, I think I only gave one match below three stars. In last year's tournament, I gave, like, 19 just to the red block alone. Like, that block that had, like, Roaka and My Sakurai and, uh, who else was in there that just wasn't? Saki Kashima. And they were just, you know, having fuck-off matches. Kagumo was having fuck-off matches as well. So, like, this, the floor of this tournament is so much higher than it was even last year. And last year was a great tournament. So, um, it was a killer tournament. Uh, it really was. And, um, Susan won. And, like, I can't wait to see her and Tam, it's like, title match. That's gonna be great. Because, you know, Tam be calling her little Julia. And they and they don't like each other. They're like gonna that. have they're gonna have one. Look, their their bill is gonna be some nasty where they even beat the shit out of each other. So that's gonna be fun. But uh, that's all I got. For sure, man. Yeah, that's in the show, y'all. Thanks for listening. Um, if you're watching from the live stream, go to the podcast and go to the show notes and go to the red circle and go t- click on there for donations. Um, it was a little tape. Yes, and uh, be sure to listen to other shows on Network Besides Militia Radio. You have Keeping the Strong Style and All Things Elite. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Peace.